Ladies and gentlemen, many of you are here waiting, which I appreciate. Uh, I love that I say ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> um, Grand Slam. This is the Grand Slam grin. This is a basically a review of, uh, of tonight's episode of Dynamite, a historic episode. Um, I think as the show develops, we may go elsewhere in late night grim fashion, but like I think for the most part, tonight is a review show, right? Fair say, guys. So I guess the best way to do this is we set the tone. I see that the chat is very triumphant, and I respect that, but I do sense certain unease here in our, in our video call. Oracle has just joined, so there's another one referencing. So I'm just intrigued where everyone is at. I'll start with you, Bob. Where are you currently standing after the first half of the Grand Slam? Um, I mean, I think, uh, you know, obviously there were three matches that I liked a lot. Uh, you know, Danielson and Omega was very good. Um, you know, the the tag match was very good. And I actually, I did like Britt and Ruby. I think yeah. it was a little rushed, but I think it was good. The other two, um, you know, I, I didn't have a problem with Cody and Malachi necessarily, but the, the Pillman MJF match was a little too long for me. But overall, it was a good show. I mean, I was entertained. Right. I agree with everything you said there, basically. Obviously, there's some some slight adjustments I'll make, which we get into. Oracle, I've been off the, 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 the Twitter, so I don't know what your takes are. Where are you at right now, man? Are you full victory? Or are you just like, that was a really good show? I am going to say that from a standpoint of the company, that's a full victory lap. Yes. I no question. And I think as fans, we should be happy about that, right? Um. I would say it was a great show. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was the best Dynamite ever. Uh, I, I agree with uh, Matt. There's probably others that were better. Um, the first 45 minutes were incredible. I mean, just those that that's the best opening 45 minutes of Dynamite ever for sure. Yeah. Um, the 45 after that, you know, yeah. um, tag match was great. I loved it. Main event was rushed they struggled a little bit working that and the amount of time that they had crowd wasn't quite as up for it as i think we were all hoping maybe um and of course you know we'll 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 get into everything right, in yeah. detail uh i'm not disappointed um no. it, it, you know i i don't I, I just think it was sort of like it met expectations instead of exceeded which maybe sounds disappointing but hey if it, if it meets my expectations that's enough, right? And and, and I yes. don't and I don't think we need to eliminate the factor that with with what I started with is that this is still a home run for them. And oh my god, yeah. The momentum is still strong overall. So um, I, I think to just piggyback off what you said there, my expectations was perfect. There were two matches on this particular show tonight that I circled as I'm not sure. And I think one of them, the work was good, objective, I thought so, and had an issue with the audience, which is fine. We knew that going in, and that's saying they need to tackle moving forward. I think they are going to. The other one, the exact issue that I assumed I thought was an issue in reality, which, again, we'll get into in But just before we go any further here, Oracle said it, and I think it's worth it. Like, a, an objectively great professional wrestling show. Brian and Omega alone, if they'd have just turned it off and done, you know, 80 minutes of, of just <laughs> of just black, it would have been an object. Like, it was incredible. But, shoot, where are you at right now uh, as the official leader of the All Elite Fleet? I thought it was the greatest wrestling show of all time, and you all are cowards. <laughs> incredible. Okay. No, well, um, that... <laughs> 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 I 
Um, <laughs> it was very good. Um, I think my personal expectations were a little too high, and that's my fault. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna blame that on them. I'm gonna blame that on me. Um, Danielson and Omega was incredible. Um, I wasn't sure I was happy about a draw, and with about ten minutes left in the match, all I wanted was a draw. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah. The the middle half of the show was borderline bad. Um, the Cody thing. This is hilarious because I've got this banner sitting here, but like the Cody thing was everything I do not want to see on <laughs> on yes. my wrestling program, um, and I don't blame the crowd at all. Um, and, and let's be clear, I don't think Cody was surprised at all. There's people on Twitter acting like he didn't know that was he knew that was going to happen. I I don't buy for a second that he thought he was going to be a you know a crowning babyface coming into that stadium tonight. Um, the match itself was good, I thought. Yes. Um, but it was just so weird because we haven't seen that before in AW, literally, not once. Um, so, yeah, I'm interested to see where they go with that going forward. Um, and then the women's match, um, I, something was off there, I thought. And the crowd wasn't as with it as I was hoping they would be. Um, and I really wanted Ruby to win, so I was kind of disappointed by that. Um, but, look, we sound like we're being negative, and we're not being nearly as negative as we uh, – no, no. As it comes across, um, I like I said, I think it was about an eight out of ten. And and yes. this, this, we're at a point where this company that feels like a disappointment, which tells you all you think need to know really about how things are going. I think it is very important for us to just grade the rest of the show with a full understanding of what they had to follow, because like that match was. I mean, that was magical, man. And yes. in that setting, with that atmosphere, the whole deal, that was like, that was something you'll remember forever. It was smart for New Punk, but like, it's difficult to then have Pillman and whoever. You know, it's just hard, but it's just go match by match. Just do that. Um, The chat is all hell, man. They're fired up. And that's, that's good. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. No, but I think, look, the show opened with Brian. And good God Almighty, man! <laughs> How great is Brian Danielson? Maybe the maybe the greatest professional wrestler ever, legitimately. And I, Oracle, and I have discussed this and debated it before, but I, I have to say, I think Omega has just been incredible over this last year and change. No, in fact, just twenty twenty one, you know, circling on that because that's his title reign. I, I just think it is insane how versatile he is. While this had the kind of big epic sense of his, you know, famed New Japan matches, I think it was still very much, it had Brian Danielson all over it. I really did feel that way. And Kenny was completely there for every step of the way. Um, right, let me cut you off, Joe, real quick, because Hester just brought that up. I, yeah, guys, don't put spoilers in the chat. Yes. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if anyone did. If they did, I missed it. But don't, yeah, please don't do that. We don't want to see him, and I'm sure most people don't want to see him, so... Yeah. Let's leave the spoilers out. I, I just I love the way that match just built steadily. I loved the violence in the match. I loved how brutal it was. I loved the drama down down the stretch. I loved how much they got out of Brian being, you know, snap um dragon deal on the uh, on the ramp. That was like a five minute portion of the match where Brian was just fucked. He was done. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's one of the greatest matches to ever on wrestling television. I'm not doing a bit. I think it was insane. I think it's absolutely preposterous to think that those two dudes have got stuff up their sleeve they haven't done. Um, an all-timer. Bob, you're probably newer to, to Omega than the the rest of us. Your thoughts on this on this match? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, kind of watching this match throughout his title reign has really kind of made me appreciate him finally after actively avoiding him for a long time. He's very good. Um, you know, not much news there. But, uh, yeah, no, that match was uh, it was incredible, man. Like, because especially when you realize like 20 minutes in, oh, they're just doing a draw at this point, but how are they going to keep me engaged for the last 10 minutes? And then they absolutely did that. I mean, the final minute was very good. So they did a great job and I'm excited to see, you know, when it is for the title or whatever, they're going to do it again. Um, and I mean, I think time limit draw was the right call there. I, yeah, I think the finish is definitely a conversation worth having. I, I also liked it. Um, Oracle, as I said, you and I have had some fun conversation about Omega. You definitely are not someone that tells me he's bad. You're just not as you know high on him as the sort of general uh, wrestling tastemaker, so to speak. This match popped you as much as it did me. Yeah, man. Um, Tell him your tweet because he hasn't seen it. Uh, which which one? All he tweeted oh, was, "Oh yeah, I'm speechless." <laughs> yeah, speechless, <laughs> speechless. I'm speechless. That's exactly what it was. Um, yeah, man. Like. My issues with Kenny Omega are typically his uh, mannerisms and facial expressions, which I don't think are good generally, especially when he hams it up. He didn't really do that here. Um, he wrestled this match in a very serious sort of, I'm wrestling a dream match, I'm wrestling Brian Danielson, and I thought he did an excellent job, you know, working that into the match. Like, if you notice, he wasn't the typical happy-go-lucky Kenny Omega coming down to the ramp. All very serious. Like, you know, this, I, that's, that's a, that's a tweak that, that, you know, is, is really appreciated. There's, it's, it's weird because when JR said, this will be a 30 minute time limit. And then they started doing their thing. And, you know, of course the crowd was just ridiculous. I mean, they, they popped for a lockup for God's sake. And when they started just, doing these lockups and trading chops and it was great and all. And I was like, oh yeah, this is a draw. I was like, yep, yep, they're doing it. But it didn't matter because you know, you get so engrossed in the match and the way they built and structured and paced the match is just I I don't know, it was it was it was it was perfect. You know, it was it was just or or you know just just about as perfect as as you can get. Um, they built to the big spots so well. They, they they didn't overdo anything early. Everything felt earned. Uh, there wasn't a lot of no selling stuff. Even when they did like the 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 you know the strike trading in the mid and, and late portions of the match, they sold everything. They let everything sink in. Um, God, the spot where where Brian got pop got buckle bombed over the top rope was horrifying. I mean, just insane. The crazy bastard had a like a knot on his forehead, you know, a bloody chest. Um, you know, of course, Omega's chest didn't look too great either, getting kicked and, and lit up the whole damn match. When he hit, when when he put on cattle mutilation, 
I'm with oh, Alan yes. Five Angels. I fucking lost my shit. Same. Like I've 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 brought this up before on this show. Um I used to try to do that when I was because I, I, I had a few of the early ROH DVDs <laughs> and I used to try, you know, that was one of my submission moves, just cutting mutilation. It hurts, folks. Um, um Excalibur's description of the move is accurate. Um but uh yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, this this match was God, it was good, man. Like it was just good such such a such a rote and and lame way to describe it but it, it's yeah easily the best tv match in AEW dynamite history right like i i, no. I feel i feel confident in saying that at least top i mean there are other matches that are sort of hovering around in the category maybe but this is i don't know i mean i'm i'm still kind of speechless matt you know i i i don't know um but it was it was honestly. Well, I, here's my genuine take, and I don't know that this this may make an idiot. Maybe this is my honest belief. I think I'll speak for myself here. When I would watch some of Omega's longer matches without any investment, I would appreciate them objectively without feeling the um, the higher that people seem to get off those matches. You know. I think tonight this is as invested I've been in Omega match, mostly because of my fan of, of Brian. And the result was that, like, I think tonight I got, like, a, the full experience of what people were talking about when they came out of those Omega Okada matches and was just losing their shit. Because here's the thing about tonight's match, and this is why it's so crazy. He's like, as good as the work was, you couldn't possibly just rate that match like in a, like just on the work that took place, belt about like it was very good, right? But let's be honest, like all great pro wrestling, this transcended our dipshit critique at some point, right? It became one of those experiences that you were just living it, like, and the audience made that the moment of Brian being new to the promotion. So what I'm saying is, you know, one day someone may go back and rewatch this deal, and they may be like, well, you know, the first five minutes is pretty slow. They do this, they do that. It's like. All of us that watched it, though, will always remember how it felt watching that thing fucking build block by block, right? Mm. And that's the best of pro wrestling, man, when you can really feel it. By the end of this thing, you were just living and dying with every up and down shoot. What a thrill this thing was. I have it as the best uh, weekly TV match of all time. Yes. And I put the weekly in there so we can eliminate, like, Clash of the Champions because that makes it a little bit more difficult. But, like, as a weekly, you know, regular TV broadcast, I have the best match of all time. Um, the crowd was incredible from the moment that they got out there. Um, it was borderline like something I'd never seen before. I mean, like, I don't know how you could turn that show on and see that crowd and let's, I mean, let's be clear. That venue was incredible. Mm. They need to run that every year. Grand Slam should be one of their four TNT specials, and they should run that venue every year. Place is incredible. That should be like a, a, a home for AEW. Um, you know, if they can find a way to do it, make sure WWE never runs it. Make sure that's your building. Um, I don't give a fuck about MSG. That's for old people. Like Arthur Ashe is factual. Is, that's the home of... AEW in New York. Um, the young, rich, and educated. Yes, yes. The high-class AEW fans. Um, 
I think I for one thing I forgot about Brian is like the story we went on with him over the last few years is like you actively worry about him when he's wrestling. And, and he there's like it. yeah, you yeah, he uses it. Like it's um I don't want to say it's a positive because obviously I mean it sucks that he got hurt and and you know, but like it does enhance his matches. Yes. Like I fuck like when they when he was teasing that uh, avalanche dragon suit, like I was covering my face. Mm-hmm. Um, Adrian covered her face multiple times. It was borderline too violent for her, <laughs> and there was, was no blood or weapons or like they were just beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It was tremendous. Um, I th- I think Kenny Omega's had a great year. Um, I think a lot of the criticisms of him are dated and are people that aren't watching him anymore mm-hmm. or, or aren't watching him on a weekly basis. Um, but yeah, and <laughs> let's not forget that was Danielson's first match in what, four months? Like, yeah, I'm a machine, man. Just on that point about the, the like concerns for his health, when he took the, um, the, the Snapdragon, he did like the seizure cell, right? Which he did, mm-hmm. he does. The best example of it before this match I could use was the Brock match he did, mm. where he he basically convinced the audience he was going to die. Yeah, long enough before they like was like, okay, Brian's fine, and then he, you know, like he's. I don't think you have to kind of pull it when you say it's an advantage. Like he uses it, he weaponizes yeah. the fact that we worry for him. Um, I just, it honestly, the more I think about it, you know, talk about dream matches, right? It really did feel like the best bout machine, the cleaner, all that cool stuff versus Ring of Honor World Champion, Brian Danielson. And folks, that may sound like a, a dumb thing to say. Of course, that's what it was. But like, Brian, that was a different dude tonight, man. Like, mm-hmm. all of the talk before the match, he wasn't trying to work anyone or fool him. Like, that was Brian Danielson. And if you couldn't spot the difference, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you because he's a great wrestler either way, but like it, oh, yeah, it's, that, it's a different thing altogether. You know, like the, the level of aggression was just striking. Which is exactly what he said he was going to do. Like, yes. um, I mean, I, there were, I don't think there was any concerns about it anyway, but man, like the run he's about to go on. Uh, and Omega already told you where they're going because he tweeted out there won't be a rematch. Um and I don't think there will be for a while. He's going to mm-hmm. avoid that. Like, um, but yeah, I, that um, was just. I mean, it was a perfect match. I, I mean that that's a perfect. Uh, they delivered in every way, and it was like I still can't get over the atmosphere, man. Like the second the bell rang, the place lost their minds. Mm-hmm. Like we have we seen that before at that level. That's yeah. That was crazy because it was. It, it was so much so that Brian, who is a guy that I think generally wants to just get stuck into the match, even he was like, let's fucking let's get something out of this, you know, let's milk this a little bit. Like it was yeah. it was crazy, man. What a scene. You know what, guys? I know shoot shoot advised otherwise, but fuck it. I don't even care after that. What happened? I won. We're out of our fucking minds, guys. We're really, we've really walked on here and been like, yeah, the Brian Pillman match was pretty lame, huh? Like, guys, that was, think about what we're talking about here. This was magical. This yeah. was seen out of a wrestling dog's brain playing out on TNT. This was, this was craziness. 
This was a full off-fresh stadium for Brian and Omega. Mm-hmm. A 30-minute draw to open the television show. Are you kidding? Like, and look, we will go through bit by bit the rest of the show, and we do have issues with it, and that's fine, whatever. But if you want to just stop here because you had such a great time, you don't want us to ruin it, I completely get it because, God, that match fucking ruled. Does anyone have anything to add before we, you know, I want to tell you, um, for our usual uh, mecha pop, <laughs> one of the takes I saw was that that draw was going to kill the crowd. Sorry and to hear that. Look what happened as soon as they came back from commercial. Let's just transition right into to that yeah. punk promo, which was incredible. So punk, um, firstly, just I think it's so AEW that his entrance, which was always an iconic famed entrance, he's like its own thing now in AEW because the audience is so reactive and responsive. <laughs> yeah. Like he, in his promos, he talks every single week about cold personality and how much it pops him. But like, look, here's the deal. He did a great job here of confronting all of the somewhat muted criticisms, answered those criticisms by getting fired up, but convinced the people that enjoyed him being happy that he was still happy too in like this bizarre mix of of, um, factors, right? Because he was, by the end of it, it was a wrestling promo. But he, the whole point of the promo was, I ain't got nothing to be mad about. This is the dream. Like it was, it did everything at once, and it was perfect as the follow-up to the all-time match. Incredible segment. Shoot, you were fired up, so I'll let you. I'll let you start on this one. Uh, I Punk's, thought, he's back, brother. All the way. It back. was like he literally transformed as the yes. promo went on. Yes. It was so awesome watching, and like, um, he w- by the end he was like saying he was happy while looking pissed off, and it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, I don't know that was. I can't. Um, you know, I w- I've talked about this every week that I forgot how much I liked him. And, mm-hmm. like, this was just another reminder of him, like, that that motivated, fired up, angry. Um, and this wasn't even – we're not even fully there yet. Like, but, yeah, I, this team tasking is going to end up being pretty damn good for him, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think we all agree the long game is, is Punk and Starks, and that's going to be mm-hmm. incredible to watch. Um you know, now that the the other guy is seems to be on the out, so Ricky doesn't have to worry about that anymore. Um, yeah, the punk thing was great. The first that first forty five minutes of this show were just a home run. Yes, um, and I think it's important before we go further. And I'm going to obviously throw this to you guys too, but it is worth saying that, like, if you'd have told me before the show that these other segments were not going to be home runs, I wouldn't have been like shocked or startled. Like, right. I knew that was kind of a weakness in the lineup. It was still a great lineup. But anyway, Oracle, you're a big CM Punk guy. Fair to say that he is one and truly back in business, right? For sure. Uh, He is so good. He was able to, you know, address these issues and wrap them all up and do his current character and current storyline and he did it all in a very believable way, right? And he did it following that that you know Danielson Omega match, and you know kept the crowd heat and level of of, of excitement sustained. That's hard to do. Um, of course, it's CM Punk. I mean, he's he's going to get a pop, right? But he was able to 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 keep things at a high level. Yeah. 
uh, with with that promo. And like I said, he just he was able to, you know, throw so many things into his promo and and make it all matter and 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 you know promote his match at the same time. I also uh, like that he you know he teased diving into the crowd, but I think you know in his in his mind he's like you know one I don't want to get hurt for my match, and two that's a that's a fucking far jump. Three he almost killed that guy last week. <laughs> yes, yeah, he did. And and three he probably knew, you know, Danielson and 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 Omega took up 35, 40 minutes of the show. I can't exactly. be out here farting around. Punk Punk knows that he's he's aware of that he knows how to he and that's a small thing but I wanted to throw that out I I I thought of that and I thought he knows what he's doing he knows how to get to his point across because he was in there in what seven six seven minutes and he was out like he 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 did it you know they're so good at that too just mm-hmm. that like they do those in ring promo segments and they're nowhere near as long as what we're used to right and then yeah. you still feel like you get everything you need from it it doesn't feel yeah. like it's rushed or it's like weird, the Ruby right? and Brit thing last week was five minutes long. Like, yep, it's that's crazy. all you need. It's crazy what you can achieve when you don't treat your TV show as how can we fill time without putting any fucking effort into this program? It's amazing. Anyway, um, many people are bringing up Brian Cage and the assassination that took place on AEW Dark this week at the All Elite Zone. Um, I believe they're bringing that up because Shoot was the one that caused all of the kerfuffle by tweeting a clip of it. Um, I I remember vividly texting Shoot in our famed group chat. Um, oh my god! Oh my god! Brian Cage. <laughs> yeah, that's the best part. Is I didn't even actually hear it. Joe told me about it, and I rewound rewound it, and was like, "Oh fuck!" And then you clipped it, and it got like four hundred fucking retweets, yeah. whoever it got. <laughs> so there you go. Um, Brian says that Daniel's tweeted video hyping the return of the fallen angel. I think that is for his runs. Elsewhere, Glass. I don't know. He's working. He's working Glass here on, on an indie. He's doing stuff in Impact. So, spoiler alert. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> um, Bob, you hate CM Punk. Did you like this promo? No, CM Punk's great, man. Um, you know, a lot of people <laughs> will be like, "Oh, he's coming out." You know, cutting the same promo every week. But first of all, I mean, he's not really. But also, the crowd like eats it up, man. That's what it's all about. You want to pop the crowd? Um, what do you do when the pops run out, though, Bob? That's true. That is something that they have to worry about. You know they're uh, they're going 100 miles an hour every week. They can't keep doing it, man. Devin, did you see our our friend uh, Ben's tweet? Um, basically complaining that their TV show is too good. Yes, <laughs> yes, I saw. <laughs> um, just bearing Ben, he's never going to see this. No, but I mean, it's really funny when you think about it because I mean, there was like two months ago we were sitting on here being like, "Well, is CM Punk even that big of a star anymore, or what's this going to be?" And well, I, I did say, that. I well, did I, say that. Joe and I did specifically. I remember. <laughs> I don't think either of you two did because you know you're smart. I but. once, I once, I once predicted that AEW Dynamite would average a mere three hundred thousand viewers. TNT, so fucking listen to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's great, man. I'm really excited for the match. Uh, I'm really excited for him to just kind of work through Team Taz in general. Just a lot of guys I like there, and uh, it's going to be good stuff. Yeah, Good stuff, Bob. It was really interesting when you first started talking about you. You went into this inflection that I've never heard from you before. Like, you was like a radio DJ. So it was incredible. That's what it's all about, man. I love it. It was good stuff. I'm proud of how long you talked there. I'm just proud of Bob in general, man. Jack sent that screenshot. Was it Jack or you, Shu, that sent the screenshot of him being like, AEW is actually good? It was Jack. It was Jack. And I, I logged on. Muted. Yeah, fair, same. Sure. I logged on to just like, I wanted to congratulate Bob <laughs> on the fact that on a day where so many people 
sat at home and actively hoped this show just completely failed. Bob was legitimately excited to watch it. And that is real victory, right? Because let's be honest, guys. Bob's friends would never admit to it, but they really wanted this show to suck tonight, didn't they? <laughs> they wanted Kenny and Brian to have a stinker. They wanted well, let's be clear. They, they, they still think it sucked, so... Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. They anyway, don't, you, know, you don't need facts for a narrative. We know that. <laughs> yeah, I do know that. Yes, Chris <laughs> says, um, "Send like a post-game interview." Good work, Bob. Agreed. Do all of your do all of your answers like that, Bob. Like you've only got like a second before you have to go off and do something with the team. Anyway, oh, I do point, want to, How great was Punk's line? Um, that said, uh, I don't remember the exact words, but like pro wrestling hasn't been in New York and. Yeah, it was and right up your That was directly for you and your ongoing bit. We <laughs> good stuff. Um, it rules so much that Punk is doing his thing and Brian's writing like thank you letters to the big man, like he's fucking like his dad. You know, incredible. Anyway, um, folks, I am not going to do a bit here. I'm not going to pull punches. I'm going to try my best not to be mean. Brian Pillman Jr. versus MJF. Before I go any further, I'm, I'm, I promise I'm not doing a bit. I'm not going to tell you this match was terrible. I think it was fine. It had to follow the greatest match in television history. However, Brian Pillman is not ready to be a singles guy, guys. I'm sorry. He The way he just moves mechanically is, is just gives me, gives me truly, it makes me uncomfortable. The way he hits the ropes makes me feel ill. Um, his punches are the shits. Um, he does stuff in a way that makes you think he's athletic, but I'm not sure he's actually athletic at all. I'll be honest here. I thought MJF did a fabulous job to keep this thing afloat. Yeah. I, I thought it was an absolute massive mistake to put Pillman in this spot before. I think his performance proved that correct. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it because it's one match on a two-hour show that featured the greatest match in television history. However, I just think he's got a long... A long way to go. And let me stress again, mechanically, watch his fundamentals, brother. Way to go. Um, am I being too harsh on this, Oracle? No, not really. Uh, I mean, I think my favorite part is when they were trading chops early in the match. <laughs> and they sounded like feathers compared to Omega and yeah. Dan. So I was like, guys, no, no, don't, don't do that. And, and I, I, I listen. I would have criticized any match, no matter what it was, but especially not an MJF Brian Pillman Jr. match. Don't work the arm when they did that in the previous match and did it ten times better. Somebody, somebody should have said, "Max, don't work the arm," because he spent there two minutes working the arm, and then of course <laughs> it goes ten minutes. Listen. I said this last week. Now, granted, I said it might go 15, and I was thankfully off on that, on that regard. <laughs> Y'all were like, oh, it'll be six or seven. I said, no. I said, don't want I said, it'll go 10, 10, 15. No, it stopped. It, dead, it went right at 10. Did you have a stopwatch on that? No, but I but I did look on my I look on my phone, and it was close. <laughs> it felt like it about an close. hour and a half to me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think it was that bad. I, I, seriously, like, he, I actually think. There's some confirmation bias on our part. 100%. We, we were kind of dreading this, and I think it was actually a fine professional wrestling match. But this show had such hype that, like, we wanted every segment to be a home run. Does that make sense? Is that fair? I don't know. Yeah. I'll tell the honest truth. I barely watched it because I was so, like... <laughs> Bro, come on. I was so mad that it was on the show. 
Like, let's put, I mean, I, seriously, like, let's break this down, okay? This we was what, this was like a couple week story where MJF was like borderline offensive to this guy. Um, he's he's from Cincinnati. He's coming out in gear as a tribute to my favorite football team in the world. And all I wanted was for MJF to beat this dude's ass. <laughs> like that, like, I don't know. There's just something. He, he moves like he's in quicksand. Yeah, he does. <laughs> His footwork is terrible, man. Seriously. And, and it's funny because let's be honest. I, I mean, I like the varsity blondes. Um, they don't, Pillman doesn't always look good there either, but more often than not, it's fine. I actually think that's a good act. I think he was just in over his head. Um, yeah. Well, I'm not going to blame him. He shouldn't have been exactly. there. Um, yeah. Yeah. And well, I think that's the thing. Like you have plenty of shows where you can put him on, where you can still keep getting better. Probably don't put him on what's billed as like your biggest TV show of all time. Yes. It was an MJF showcase. I, I mean, that's oh, all yeah. it was. No, I'm, go ahead, Paul. Well, no, and it was fine. I think like Joe said, MJF does deserve some credit there. Cause uh, you know, it, it, Felt long, but it didn't feel as long as it could have. I think. Uh, yeah, I think they yeah. could have cut some time, but MJF did a lot of good stuff there. Um, it was better when MJF was dictating the heat than it was when he was trying to feed Pillman's shine because fuck it, like them hitting the ropes together. Yeah. Again, it's all at worst because of what they were following. I'm not saying it sucked. I'm just saying like it is what it is. I, I will sucked. say though, and like again, we all would like Brian Pillman Jr. to be very good. You know, I think everyone's room for him. Even if he tweets some dumb shit, I don't really care about that. It's fine, whatever. I will say that I'm not basing this exclusively. Like, I watched him pretty consistently in MLW, and I thought he was pretty bad. <laughs> like, I'm not, you know, this is not me kind of just seeing him for a week. I, I've seen him before for, it's probably been a couple of years now. I think he's very underwhelming, frankly, Bell or Bell. Um, that's not the be all end all, but I think in this roster, on the on this all star team, it, it matters. Um, Am I wrong too? I like. I do agree that that there are, seem to be a lot of people that like Pillman, like someone just said in the chat. But like, he didn't get much of a reaction when he came out tonight, did he? Or am I remembering that wrong? No, he didn't. MJF they, got they a were, In fairness, and I I would credit MJF for this, but in fairness, he can you know, he can get the nod on this deal. When he went up for his uh, clothesline deal when the, on the finish, he they were doing Pillman chants. So, okay. you know, he got them. However, it was more the fact that. MJF, fucking, you know, he was getting such heat. I don't know. Um, Reese, you actually correct. I did legit love the Dynasty gimmick in Colts Major League Professional Wrestling promotion. I, do, I think MJF's a better in-ring talent than he gets credit for. Absolutely. Um, yes. I think he's no, I also not quite as good as the promos he gets credit for in some circles. Yeah. In other circles, they – because that's a very mixed bag on whether you think – <laughs> Some people think MJF's like the greatest promo in 20 years, and other people think he, he's terrible. Um, hmm. There's people that that think he's awful. I don't think he's awful. I know, but like he's, he's, he leans he's, into he's, bullshit a little too much. He's but. he's got to cut the Shane Douglas act. It's yeah. terrible. Like his delivery is great, but I mean he's got to stop trying to be 1998 Shane Douglas. It's awful. Like yeah, I didn't like the Pillman stuff. Right? Pillman, shut up, dude. Like this this shit's terrible. Like, <laughs> Like, we did like, a whole hour on that, so but yeah, I, uh, but yeah, he's a better wrestler than he gets credit for. I think they we're gonna go for whatever, but let's do it. I think he's still like a top ten promo in professional wrestling. I would say he's on the bottom end of that ten, 
in terms of guys I would trust to go out there and cut a bleep, not well, bleep was not a word, cut a, an entertaining promo to keep the audience engaged. I think he's a top 10 guy for that. I do agree now, with that. Now, his yeah. content, I agree with Oracle, his content is often dog shit and some quality control will be useful. However, I, you know, Sandy's an awful promo. I mean, come on. That's, yeah. that's, There's that's people outrageous. who, yeah, like, you know, that's, that's kind of how we are now, though. If you don't, if you don't like no. something, then it's, it's objectively terrible. That's kind of how yeah. people operate now. <laughs> says so. shooter a moment ago said, oh, "I thought the match sucked. Like you didn't watch any of it. <laughs> he didn't watch any of it. I, I was exaggerating. Uh, you know, I know. I know. <laughs> like, like, like Omega and Danielson. For most of that match, I put my phone down, and I don't even normally do that. And yet, for like this match, I was. <laughs> it was a case of I really think, Chad. If you're confused why we why we're being this way, I really think the case is that we all hated it was on the show yeah. and we wanted it to really surprise us and it didn't do that at all. It was just like, it was a Brian Pillman Jr. MJF match and we were like, oh, fuck it. Like, why did they do it? But again, like, and this is the thing I realized over and over is, I think MJF is viewed as a star, both internally and externally. I think the audience sees him that way. He doesn't wrestle on TV often. I don't know what the court row would do. I think they do. I'd imagine they do a good job of maintaining people. But I think um, MJF is viewed as a top guy. It was a way to give him a win. My hope, and this is a big hope, please do it. I think the finish suggests they will. Is that Pillman now just goes about being a tag guy? Yeah. Where he's fine. Mm-hmm. If it was just a case of you picked a guy that people like somewhat to lose to MJF in New York, fine. Next step's key. Let's be actually fair because I was exaggerating a little bit. If this had been the main event of Elevation on Monday, we would have all been fine with it. This, uh, the. Excuse me, shoot. The standards of AEW Dark Elevation and AEW Dark this week went up a notch. I need you to know. Joseph, do you, yes. do you know who's wrestling on Elevation on Monday? No. Why don't you hit that tall paw music? Fuck, no way. <laughs> I swear to God. Versus Ricky Shane, RSP, and some other dude in a handicap match. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude. I went from like I never want to see this guy wrestling to seeing that tweeted out and being like hell yeah, <laughs> dude. In all seriousness, like we'll st- we can stop here, um, just quickly to do this because I think it's actually worth doing. Their greatest week ever in terms of the C shows. Oh god, the C shows are incredible. Let's fin- we- let's, fin- let's finish Dynamite because we're going to talk about the C shows for an hour. <laughs> I'm glad because I-, I didn't know if we wanted to do that conversation or not, but like that needs to happen, right? That conversation, it was incredible. So we'll Especially do that. Since Bob didn't watch him, so that makes it even better. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see him yet. <laughs> I I agree with with Dave here. Okay, I think it's great that they give young guys opportunities. My comment, this is really hard because I feel like I'm being a real asshole here to young Brian. I don't mean to. I think there are much more talented young guys that do not have his last name. And I think it's I, – I can't pretend that he's not benefiting from that. And that's, that's life. That's how the world works. I'm not saying that's like a moral or terrible. I'm just saying I think there are – like to me, this being Dante Martin would have been an infinitely better use of time. Oh, that would have been incredible. But that's just me. But then again, maybe I wouldn't have wanted him to lose. So that's fine. Whatever. It's, it's 10 minutes of the TV show, guys. I'm like, I'm sorry that we're pretending this is a big deal because really it fucking isn't. They started with the best show and match in the history of the show. All how. Oh, yeah. Um, it's really not a big deal because it's over with. It's not like this is going to keep yeah. going on for yeah. two months. So. Also, and, it, and shoot, this is very much worth remembering. 
<laughs> We're actually hate watchers. We hate watch wrestling. We do. Yeah. Um, um, we 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 actually are gonna. Oh, like, Bob, are you about this. to make a point? Yeah, hang on, Bob. Let me, well, let me no. do another bit. No, go ahead, Joe. <laughs> oh, oh shit! I I left thing. Bob, do your <laughs> thing. That's my fault. Go ahead. Well, uh, first of all, Toby Fufita, I do watch Dark now, I, and I'm going to watch this week because I heard it was very good. Um, second of all, I actually call Brian Pillman Jr. Brian Pillow Jr. because he puts me to sleep. Dude, get the fuck out of here, Bob. <laughs> no, I like that one. <laughs> well, fuck that. <laughs> did you tweet that tonight? Yes. Oh, I did not see that. Get out. This is why I hate, okay? And Bob, you're in the backstage. You just listen to me here. I'm explaining this in front of everyone. If you're going to do those bits, at least debut them on the show. Do not run them out for your dipshits on Twitter and then bring them on here secondhand, all right? Okay, Bob? That's fair. That's fair. Moving forward, just so I keep in mind. Anyway, uh, up next, um, <laughs> Tope Suicide says, Bob, please stop talking. I don't want this podcast to be seven hours long with your insight. I hear you, man. I don't want to be here for seven hours either. <laughs> anyway. Seven um, hours of commercial-free <laughs> late night. Here we go, okay? Codeman Malachi Black. Uh, before we go any further, I thought the work in this was generally good. I liked what Cody did on the leg. Um, it is a fuck like, and I think he knows, and they're doing something, and that's why they did stuff with Arn and the referee. But like, please God, folks, if you're in this chat or not, please do not tell me it's fine and like you know it's okay. It's mixed shades of grey, like. Let's not do this WWE shit, please. Like, our baby faces are over in A-Dub. Let's not make it different for Cody. Honestly, man, I can only assume that they're going somewhere with this because, like, Cody is way too smart to think this was going any other way as shoot reference earlier. Like, he didn't even cut a big promo before the match. He literally just was announced as coming back into the brawl last week. Yeah. He is 100% turning. And anyone that uses that quote about him saying, like, um, I can't be a heel. That makes it more obvious to me. Turning like he also said, I'll never use the Rose name again, and then use it that night. Like he's he's <laughs> he's a liar. He's a professional wrestler. I thought he was very good in the match. I think he will turn heel and be good. However, I am intrigued where they will position him as a heel. I think there is definitely a vacancy for him on the card that's higher than he is as a babyface because they are lower on top guy heels. And I think, you know, the story of him being a dick. So I, I think for sure he'll turn coming. He affected this match negatively because the people were just like not it, – it, it was a weird vibe, right? It was a weird deal. And, like, they, it, was, it was the kind of heat where they were booing, like, the idea that Cody was going to win the match, which is never ideal. You know, like every time he had some offense, it was like, fuck this. So, Ink, you know, Cody's turning, I hope, I assume. As for the match, I thought the work was good. I have to say, though, Arn Anderson, I love you so much, but you kind of suck, man. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I love the man. I adore him. He just fucks up everything he does on camera. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know what he, he was got, trying to do. Brother, he got up on the wrong side. Cody literally yeah. was like, this way. Yeah, he bless him. He fell down, like he actually fell over. Like again, yeah. guys, trust me. I take no pride in saying it. I love on Anderson. Okay, but he fell down, only to then have to get up to take a bump, 
and it all looked like shit. And like he doesn't really talk, he just comes out with that stupid game plan for like play it on. I don't think there's any need for an on T. And I love the man, adore him, but fuck. Anyway, the match I thought was good, weird vibe. We all agree to turn. Bob O'Neill, uh, you've probably uh, quote tweet dunk Cody Rhodes many times in your career. Your thoughts on this uh, portion of professional wrestling? Yeah, I mean, I think the match itself was good. Um, I was surprised that Malachi Black won. I thought Cody was going to come to his win back. Uh, you know, the the length of Cody's cape ended up being like 30 feet long, which I found incredible. Um, Have you seen that yet, Joe? Well, the length of Cody's cape? No. <laughs> he went like halfway up the ramp when he was on the apron. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's fine. Like, And I don't mind Cody going like full-on heel, like doing something different. I mean, he, it's fine, you know? I agree. Hang on a second. Am I being a dipshit? Feeling in the chat are saying that it was storyline, him falling over. Mm. No, I think they were saying it was that I thought it, I think everyone thought it, that was what it was supposed to be because we just couldn't comprehend that he just fucking fell. <laughs> It's so bum. It's such a bummer, man. Like Arm was such a killer when he's on TV, and he's like, so, he just he couldn't get around the post. I don't think is what happened. No, he so, couldn't. Yeah, Cody. Um, his performance art. I tweeted that. Um, but the moment that he pointed and Brandy came out, it was like, all right, he's in on the bit now. Like he's doing this on purpose. Um. Yeah, I. I it was very, like I said, it, it was kind of funny almost because we haven't seen it in AEW. Um, and I trust that they're not going to fucking keep doing it. Um, but that's like exactly the kind of shit we, I don't want to see um, in AEW. Like the crowd. And they weren't like trying to hijack the show. They just actually were like, Malachi Black needs to win this match. Um, yes. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh I think he's turning. I don't know how quickly. Um I don't know exactly what you do. Um him turning heel while his reality show on is fucking incredible. Um Zach does make a point. Brandy came out of the heel tunnel, which it's hilarious. Um Brandy as the heel manager will just be fucking awesome. <laughs> um, and I'm not doing a bit when I say that by the way, because I actually like Brandy, unlike eighty nine percent of people for some reason. Um yeah, it, it, Cody, Cody, babyface Cody does not fit in this promotion anymore. You can make an argument that Cody doesn't fit in the promotion anymore, but I think you turn him heel. I think there's something that can be done there. I only just remembered the fucking the spot where Brandy went in cross legs and was just like, "Fuck you!" Yes, <laughs> that ruled. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I agree with everyone that he's turning heel, but it pops me tremendously that the chat and us are currently just like a collective desperation that Cody's in on the bit. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, we're confident, but we can't be certain, and it fucking rules. <laughs> well, if he's not in on the bit, he's going to be in on the bit, because I don't think I don't think they'll let him keep doing this. So, Although if there's one person that TK is going to have a soft spot for... <laughs> um, hey, Bob, what are your thoughts on the need for a clear babyface and heel dynamic in professional wrestling? Oh, fuck. Oh, God. I don't have it pulled up. Hold on. Come back to me. <laughs> Had to save the fucking oh, show oh, there, Bob. It oh, fell oh, off the rails. Eat this five times a day, and you, and you haven't memorized. See that? I had to go to the Hardy family office just to save the show. Joseph, did you load the clip I sent you yet? Um, yeah, no, because I could tell from the look on your face that you did not. 
I did, but how do we get the set up tonight? Uh, I don't know. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll, go. I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. Um, look at the look at the chat. Just talking through. No, I saw. I saw the. Um, I saw the finish with the ref. I agree with you all that I am pretty confident he's turning heel. I'm just saying that it rules that I know for a fact the chat is in the same place I am, where it's like I'm also very fucking desperate that he is on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm confident. I'm just saying we don't have short Oracle. You have consistently, um, uh, I don't want to say dunked on, uh, but you've, you've always popped at my, my, my sincere, innocent support of one Cody Rhodes. I've never had a nightmare family banner. Um, not that far into it, you know. But you've always said to me, you don't need to go that hard on the Code Man Defence League. And I agree with you. Was this a triumph for you in that regard? Where were you at on this as a whole segment of wrestling? First of all, was this supposed to be funny? Like 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 this match? Was it was it supposed to be funny? I mean I thought it was fucking hilarious. I don't know if it's supposed to be <laughs> it funny. It was but... very funny. Yeah. Um I mean there's so many things that made me laugh. Like Cody's entrance makes me laugh every time. Yeah, it does. It rolls. <laughs> Um, Arnon is coaching, you know, thing, play sheet, Brandy coming out. <laughs> I, was, I totally forgot she, like, had her baby. <laughs> and then they did this spot where she came in and flipped off. Malachi was hilarious. I Best laughed with the him. match. Yeah. I laughed with him. Then. God, God help him, Arn. That was that whole sequence was just sad. I it was sad, but I laughed. I just I can't help. I laughed. <laughs> this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> this is a fucking this, this is just a disaster. <laughs> he fell. The whole point was that he was gonna fall, and he just fell. <laughs> so we took two bumps. <laughs> He looks so blown up afterwards, too. It was incredible. Uh, I I love the part where after after all that, I noticed this, like the part where he and Cody get in the shoving match or whatever, and Brandy takes the time to get his play sheet and hand it back yeah. to him. Like here you go. Did you see that, man? Yes, he was literally Malachi Black was right by the play sheet. Chief. He had to grab it before he read it. <laughs> <laughs> that was that. That was actually good. That was funny. It kind of felt like because of how much shit was going on with Cody, it felt like Malachi was like just a supporting character. Yeah, <laughs> it's all smoke and mirrors, man. This is like, was that a reference to his old theme song? <laughs> <laughs> great, great pop there. Great pop. <laughs> um. <laughs> He won with this, the mist. This whole thing, this whole thing I, I, and a roll up. The, the, the fucking mist. The mist made me laugh my ass off. First of all, it didn't look like it didn't look like your traditional mist. Nice. And this is this might be this is probably on Malachi here. It looked like it looked like he got like great Powerade and spit it <laughs> and, and like spit it out on Cody. And it didn't even hit him in the eyes. He spit him on the nose and mouth. Yes, that no, just turned the camera. Was Cody was like, oh, "It's like all here." I was convinced when he was under the ring so long there in the corner that he was going to throw a fireball in Cody's face, and I was going to lose my mind. That would have been so much better for his character. And I then think. all we got was fifth myth. <laughs> this is, is this is the end of this, right? Please, 
Oh God, I hope. Yeah. Maybe Listen. Cody's gonna join the House of Black and dye his hair black. Oh fucking God bless, man. Come out to a sp- spooky remix of that fucking song and <laughs> put that meat comment up on the screen. <laughs> he spit on his tat there for taking his power. <laughs> that tattoo is when it all turned for Code Man, by the way. Factual. No, no, the Brody stuff was great. Brody and where was Buddy Matthews? Dreams over, brother. Terrible. He's going to impact. <laughs> he fucking sucks. Hey, you anyway. know what, though? We might get Christian Cage Bud Matt in the match, though. Oh, no, we're, we're not going to get that. <laughs> we're not going to get that. <laughs> Christian needs to get the fuck out of there before he gets hurt in an impact zone again. Um, Bob, have you talked about this yet? I sent it to you first, didn't I? Uh yeah no we by the way we didn't talk about the post match after the who came out Bob who came out after the first match uh CM Punk no 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 you know the angle they did remember they they saved Kenny who was it did the Good Brothers come out no uh, there was no sight of the uh, men I refer to as the Bad Brothers well who came out tonight it was uh, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. Jesus fucking Christ! I had to go around the around the houses for that one. <laughs> Holy balls, shoot! You see how hard that was. <laughs> Fuck! Thanks, Bob. <laughs> that was good. That was worth it. I'm glad we had to work that in. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, oh my good God. When he said CM Punk and then he broke my computer. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I don't know if that was funny audio, but I think that was really good video. <laughs> I, I said that to Joe like three days ago. <laughs> like, we got to use this on the show. I actually loaded it up immediately. I'd just forgotten about it. So my face <laughs> was more confusion. Um, this is Brian says this, and I don't know how good this is audio wise, but yes, on falling down around the post is fucking incredible. I will put that in there. <laughs> Look at this. Holbert and Bob with like MJF and Pillman working there. <laughs> I was feeding him. I was trying my best. I even went the Good Brothers went, and then, and then Bob, Bob thought I brought up the Good Brothers so that he could hit his, his Bad Brothers line. I was like, oh shit, now we really are in trouble. That okay. really was. That was some great. Uh, whatever you call this live streaming whole shit. Yeah. <laughs> whole show was worth it just for that. Now look, I think if this show had any shaky portion, I think we've covered it now. Now yeah. I did not love the main event, but I liked it and I loved the next match. Mm-hmm. FTR, Stang, Darby Allen. Brothers, look. We've gone around we've we've discussed these this team a million times and we're gonna continue to. Fucking Dax and Cash are so good. Like, I honestly, you know that Living Legends deal they're doing right now? They are actually like, I genuinely think they're an all-time team in terms of skill. Now, whether their careers have matched up to it or not, you can debate that. I don't know. NXT run was great, obviously. But when you see them in this setting, they were just incredible. And then the real headline, and put in the chat on that, 62-year-old Sting just not even trying, like not even just refusing to be a novelty act and just going in there and having a professional wrestling match with these guys. Got WWE it. WWE contracted television announcer, Pat McAfee put it over huge yep. on Twitter. 
Yeah, he just posted a screenshot of Sting's birth date because he couldn't actually say anything because, you know, he works for a weird company that you get in trouble for stuff like that. But, yeah. He's he incredible. Like fucking incredible. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like he's a Marvel physically, but really more than that, that's not really the story, right? The real story is his willingness to do it. Yes. And how much passion is in his performance still and how he always comes out first because he wants Darby to be the star. And... It really, and look, I don't, believe it or not, folks, I do not know Sting, personally. Uh, shocking, I know. It really feels like this promotion means an awful lot to him, and he sees it as a chance to kind of right wrongs and put the industry back where it needs to be. It really is, you know, I don't want to get emotional about friction wrestling at 4 a.m. any times, um, but I think it really is a more powerful story than a lot of people realise that don't fully grasp what he meant to that network and that promotion, you know, 25 years ago. It's fucking... It's pretty awesome, man, to see him getting this, to see him getting these moments and 20,000 people and like he, they treat him with such grace and he has such dignity. And he was in there with one of the best teams in the world. It fucking ruled. Um, shoot, I'd imagine you were like me in the sense that this was one you kind of, as much as you want to see Brian and Kenny, for me personally, I kind of circled this as my like, my personal one to watch, you know. I'm sure you was as fired up as I was. This delivered, right? This was a home run. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, if there's one, I mean, and look, there's not only one thing. So, but as a figure of speech, if there's one thing this company gets right, it's the presentation of Sting. Mm. Like, it's incredible how um, they treat him with such respect and reverence. But at the same time, he's not just a novelty act. Like, they don't have him wrestle too much. Cause I do, I do, I mean, I think it's fair to say if, if Sting started wrestling, you know, a couple times a month, that the performances wouldn't be as good as they are. Like, um, he needs the time to recover, and and part of it is the novelty of it. I mean, like we're not going to – and like, don't be wrong. I'm not saying that, like, he actually is having good matches. Yes. No, or, like, it, you can't do what they're doing every week. Like, there's Absolutely. No, yeah, but um, the presentation was perfect. I felt bad for FTR because they had that NWO gear, um, but it just looked like they were ripping off New Day because New Day just did it. Um but there was the actual story there because they were facing Sting. So, like, that was an actual thing they were doing. Um, I liked Sting's paint, even though we were we were getting into lore there because <laughs> paint was basically representing it, it getting smeared on him last week or whatever. Um, lore. Yeah. But, dude, it was just perfect. And you knew, you knew that uh, they were going to bump like crazy for Sting. They all are going to, but especially FTR. Like... You know they were in heaven that whole match. That feed they give where it was like body slam, body slam. It yeah. fucking rolled so much. Sting, I think there's so much that I want to see Sting do, and obviously there's there's only so much time we can do it. And and we need to be real. Like I, you know, Sting and Danielson I, is the thing people keep talking about. And God damn it would rule, but at the same time, it was Sting. Matches, I think tags. Yeah, yeah, the tag matches are where to go with Sting. You could even talk me into them winning the tag belts for a month or two. They don't need to do that, but I would be fine with it if they did. Like, I don't know, man. They just, It's awesome. I love seeing Sting in this role. He's another one. Um, common theme, I guess, is I forgot how much I loved that guy. Um, and it's funny because, like, I, I've, I know I've told this before. Like, I was surfer Sting. Like, I was actively mad when he became – the crow sting and like yeah. I was pissed because it's like that's not the guy I'm used to but like seeing him back after what happened with him in WWE um 
it's just awesome, man, to see him get, you know, as as Punk keeps putting in his flowers. Um, it's I mean, it really is special. Yeah, absolutely. I will say they definitely pop themselves that NWO gear because, like, I don't again, I I don't want to read their minds, but like. Cash and Dax 100% are infinitely bigger fans of Sting than the NWO. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, we know what their, obviously, their interaction was with Holden Nash at fucking, yeah. you know, that Raw show, the infamous Raw show. Um, so, like, I think you said it, man. If their performances didn't sound, I'm sure you'll see a tweet from Dax or some sort. It's like, I think it meant the world to them to do this match. And, by the way, if you'd have told me when I was wearing the shirt that Bob's got on there, bless Bob, that still fits him, mine doesn't, um, if you'd have told me they'd be resting Sting in front of 20,000 people, I'd be like, fucking build me a time machine so I can get there now. You know, don't lose sight of how cool that is from every which angle. Um, shout out to Dylan here. Look at this. Um, green legend, Dylan Howes. He said on Twitter that um, outside of Crow Sting, <laughs> outside of Crow Sting uh, he does not know that Sting has been presented or had a better run than what he's doing now. That speaks volumes. That's pretty tremendous. Um, some other, there was another one in the chat here. Look at this. Look at this from Zach. It's crazy that Sting is making up for the mistakes of his generation that he had nothing to do with. He was the bright spot and still wants to do more. All fucking hell. Mm -hmm. All hell. He is worth... There was that story that TNT, one of their other programs they were going to make for AEW was like long-form documentaries. Sting would be a powerful documentary. Yes, you know, like his story. Um, and this is this is factual too. Demon mentions here about the actual notion that like how up and down Sting's career has been. I mean... When Sting's wrestling in the late 90s and he's checked out, like, Sting's, he's washed. Like, yeah. he's done, you know. He's having shitty matches. He doesn't care, obviously. I think we're learning more and more of AEW, especially, how much motivation matters. Just, yeah. it, it yeah. really, it, it moves mountains, man. When people are motivated to go out there and have the best match they can, it's, it's a game changer. Bob, you have that Revival shirt on. Um, tell me about it, man. This was a fun one, right? Yeah, no, it ruled. And I think, uh, you know, we had the expectations. We kind of knew what this match was going to be, and it, it lived up to them. I mean, they they kind of hit all the right notes, and it does kind of surprise me every time Sting actually wrestles where, like, because, you know, he is 62. He's been wrestling for 35 years or whatever. It's realistic to expect that he might not be, you know, very good anymore. But every time he's been in the ring in AEW, I mean, it's only been a few times, but he's been very good. And, uh, you know, the presentation thing, I'm glad you guys brought that up. Cause that's cool. Like, you know, he is getting treated like he should have gotten treated. Um, I'm glad, you know, he got this run instead of having to end on his last run, which didn't go great. Um, fucking Tyler black. Yeah. It's, it's cool, man. I, I'm, <laughs> I like what they're doing. It rules. Um, it is worth saying, I said this on, the famed distraction podcast, uh, fightful.com property. I'm not claiming that I own the license to the fightful, the distraction podcast, just about that clip before I go any further, but I guessed on it every once in a while. And I said, when we were covering the undertaker, um, a famed WWF sports entertainer, shoot, if you don't know who that is. Um, and he was doing that big documentary. Where he, was, he was violently shitting his pants over the fact that he couldn't have a 30 minute match anymore. That got five stars. I said on the distraction podcast, like he does realize he could just like stand on the apron in six mans. Right. And like people will be fine with that. Um, Sting did not do that tonight, but he's very, very Sting that he is self-aware enough that he has teamed himself up with the greatest bumper in professional wrestling, and he's not a fucking idiot that's trying to have 25-minute matches with Kenny Omega and gets upset with himself that he can't, you know? Yeah. And, like, this is something that the, the, the Japanese professional wrestling legends have pushed to its limit at times, but they have been more aware of, generally speaking, is that, like, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. 
Sting doesn't have to be the world champion. He can be active and valuable in this role. I don't need to see him wrestle singles matches personally. I love that when he gets a little bit blown up, he can just tag out and bring in Darby, who's all energy, you know? Mm-hmm. It, but I think the story of this match, frankly, is it's so obvious how much respect he has for FTR because he worked this differently than he worked Men of the Year, right? He did. It was a different vibe altogether. Oracle, this ruled, right? Yeah, this was, this was fucking great, man. Like... <clears throat> Sting worked sixty percent of the match, maybe even seventy. Yes. I, I, I think he worked like seventy-five percent of the match. Yeah. Look, one of Sting's biggest strength as a worker in the ring, right, um, was his timing. When he gets the time, and you know, to heal up and to get ready, and not work every week or whatever. And you've watched him this past year. Listen, that sixty-two-year-old ass motherfucker has not lost his timing. It is as good as it ever. Like he's over here having these FTR sequences, which they're known for, yeah. mixing in that old-school modern tag wrestling. And he's, you know, he's hitting it pretty much beat for beat. I mean, mm-hmm. it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, that whole sequence where they did like, I mean, just he was going back and forth, back and forth. And you know he just he was hitting it all perfectly. It's just it's just amazing to watch. Like, and of course, like you said, you know, FTR were amazing. That that opening salvo, I I I, I suppose you could say, where where they were just feeding for him. Yeah, that was so clearly like they were clearly marking out. But it was so fun to watch, like watching them just like. You know, bump at the elbow, bump at the punch, bump at the slams. Um, man, like Darby took one big bump, you know, and 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 into the uh, uh, ring apron. Yeah. Crazy finish with him doing the the um, coffin drop onto mm-hmm. uh, Cash. Great finish too. Um, yes, because they convinced everyone that the chair spot was the finish, right? Right, yeah. right. Yep. Everyone thought a oh, good finish. You know, and he kicked out, but it wasn't a kick out of like, fuck, how do they top that? They, As you said, that was perfect. The coffin dropped outside. I, yeah, I love that. Great finish. This, this was this was Sting's, honestly, like, well, I mean, he was really good at double or nothing, right? Like, he was great. Yeah. Um, the cinema match, whatever, which was a lot of fun, that was kind of different. You know, yes. to me, I, to yeah. me I, I think Darby shined more in that. Um, but this was his best performance in a really long time. And look, I've always liked Sting. I've liked Old Man Sting. You know, and and TNA. Now, I mean, of course, you know he had. Just, I mean, come on, it was TNA. But uh, he had good matches. You're right. Yeah, he had some good yeah. performances. Yeah. Um, mostly because he was always one of the smarter workers there because he knew, you know, he was always just working his basic formula. But you know, mo- you know, but um. Man, kick-ass match, great match, delivered, home run. In fact, I actually think it might have exceeded my expectations. This one, me did. too. Like yeah. I thought it would be fun. Yep. Midway, I was like, "This is fun," you know. By the end, I was like, "Holy shit, this fucking rules!" And like, it was, I think, great match. Yep. And I think Sting's increased involvement was where it, where it exceeded our expectations. I think we kind of expected, and this is already going to be great, but like an improved more concise version of the already awesome double or nothing match because FTR are a better team than men of the year. Love the men of the year. I don't think they're going to get mad at me for that one, right? That's fair. 
but it, because is what you said, like because Sting kind of more hands on here had this whole other dynamic. It was kind of surreal, right? Just seeing Sting wrestle around with Dax Cash was fucking awesome. Guys, I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. Yes, I want. I legitimately want to see Darby and Sting versus the Lucha Brothers for the tag belts. They don't need to win, but I want to see the match. All right. I would have preferred them wrestle with the Bucks as champs. Well, I yeah, but like, no, I, I get would, you. Yeah. Give give Sting a, a tag title shot in the. I mean, you could do it anywhere, but especially if you do it in like I don't the right town, which I don't even know what that means, but do it in Atlanta or Charlotte or yeah, I don't know, man. That shit. It, it'll yeah, be fun. Okay. No, I agree with you. It's a great story we talked about. The only reason I said that with the Bucks is like I could see them. Adjusting, whereas like the Lucha Bros, like Penta beats the shit out of people, you know. And then like the alternative is Phoenix, and he's gonna have to like base. It's fucking weird. Um, imagine, imagine, imagine Penta doing the the uh, you know the deal, and then like chopping Sting really hard, and Sting just like that's like, exactly. I don't think you would do that. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I think you would fall down. <laughs> I don't. Uh, no man, put him in that fucking thing he wore when Cage powerbomb. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking giant. Yeah, that road. Um, um, yeah, I know. I do under like. There's things that are dangerous about that. Um, I, I think I trust. Point. I yeah, trust I the Lucha Brothers more than <laughs> to, to to do that to him. But um, I don't know. I think Sting would make it work. I'm very confident in Sting right now. That's fair. Um, I think they should actually do Darby and Sting versus the next AEW World Tag Team Champions, Mark Henry and Paul White, personally. Um, you know, if you talk about dream matches, I think that's where I would personally. But anyway, um, it, I was saying also, by the way, and this is me just dunking on TNA. I'm sorry if you're a TNA fan, but it popped me. I was listening to the critically acclaimed 83 Weeks podcast featuring Eric Bischoff. Um, do you realize that in 2011, Kurt Angle and Sting main evented a pay per view and sold 7,500 fucking pay per views? <laughs> 7,500. There were 20,000 people in the building tonight. <laughs> Holy fuck, man. How did TNA get so little out of Sting? They were actively bad at professional wrestling. That's crazy. 7,500. Think about how wild that is. Bob, said, Bob, we have done episodes of Distraction that have more views than that. Yeah, no, I mean, TNA Bob, didn't know Bob, what they were doing, man. You have been on a professional wrestling podcast with more views than that fucking pay-per-view. Yeah, no, it's crazy. And I mean, we, we talked about that. Bob, Bob. <laughs> You, you, Robert O'Neill, you, the guy who got famous for wearing the hat that people photoshopped as a penis, right? <laughs> you. That was my finest work, by the way. You've been on a professional wrestling podcast, one that you also reviewed Chicken Snacks on by Kurt Angle. That has done more views than a pay-per-view main event of Kurt Angle and Sting. It's crazy, man. Hey, Bob. Bob. <laughs> yeah, what's up, Matt? <laughs> what does Jake Hager call the men of the year? The uh, boys of the week. Oh, I laughed so hard, dude. Uh, that was oh god. Anyway, because well, um, we're right to where this was in the show. Um, they ran down the rampage card, and the crowd popped for every match except the Jericho and Hager versus Men of the Year match. We have a great read on their audience, by the way. <laughs> They're excited about the same things we are. Yeah, um, it's almost JJ. like we're part of it. Almost. Um, Almeic informs me here that JJ, alleged head of PR of the Distraction Podcast, is actually currently watching the Fightful Review of this fucking show. Sorry to hear that. Um, 
So just so anyone knows, I will be accepting job applications and <laughs> well, let's be clear. Yes, for when for when JJ watches this later, um, well, he can go fuck himself. What you say? He thinks Dan Lambert is good. I'm so, very, I'm terribly sorry to hear that. Yeah. That's actually devastating news. Um, like I, I would assume that's because he's Jeremy's uncle, and so he's just being polite to <laughs> you know a pal, but. <laughs> I, he's actively bad, man. Jeremy's uncle. <laughs> Imagine how much that would roll. I've been holding. I've been waiting to do that for a while now. <laughs> okay, that's good stuff. Um, <laughs> my God, Bill's mafia is taking JJ's side. He says Lambert rules. I'm going to just send this about Jeremy and and for my own sake, you know. You know who else rules, guys? How great was it when Jim Ross tonight was running down the card and he was like, Cody Rhodes versus Malachi. Malachi. His name's not Malachi. His name's Malachi. Yeah, Malachi Black did that in the middle of a match. Incredible. Um, he's great. so. I actually think since they've leveled up, it's been really noticeable how much more fun he's having. Like, yeah. I think he got really bored of those days he's played show. And God bless him, right? Like, I get it. But if you, like, and you said to me, Sean, sure, you nailed it when you, was, you said, the punk, he commentates punk differently. But now that he's got Brian as well, yeah, I think he realizes like I'm gonna fucking win. <laughs> he loved that Omega and Danielson match. He genuinely did. Like yeah, he, he and Tony were like, or like going, oh man, this is incredible. Like in the middle of the, they were marking out yeah. huge yeah. for it because there it was, had uh, it had everything. Right, I don't want to circle back to it, like it had that gravity of those great Flair steam. You know when they were trading strikes, it reminded me so much of the Flair steam by trading chops in the corner deal. Like, it was just it had that. Sorry, shit, what was you gonna say? No, I was just gonna. The it made me think of this Jr. in peak Jr. form. Um, I can't remember what the move was, but it was in the match we're about to talk about the women's match, and he does that call where he says like, "Surely they're not going to kick out," and you can tell he like means it. Yeah. <laughs> and then they kick out, and he's like, yeah. Oh, "Okay, yeah." He, he also out. said Jezebel's again tonight, which is one yeah. he'd, he'd put in the back pocket. Um, <laughs> anyway, it is time for the main event. Uh, Ruby Soho, Britt Baker. I like the match. I'm going to disagree with my esteemed co-host slightly. I don't think it's problem that it was rushed, personally. I think the match is... And this is not a big problem, because, again, let me stress, I liked the match. What I think stops this match from being great is a stylistic thing. Ruby Soho has never, in my opinion, been a particularly compelling offensive wrestler. Her, her skill... Is in firing from underneath and being a great baby face, selling, you know? I don't think Brit's offense is interesting or exciting or dynamic enough to really make that click for a great match. They can certainly have a good one, which I thought they did here, and I think they can even have a better one. But, like, if it's um, – who's a good example? I'll use someone that's not in the territory, to be fair. If it was Asuka kicking the shit out of Ruby and you're, you're wincing on the shots – yeah. Brit's got some strengths in there and she's good. She just isn't like her stuff doesn't have a lot of snap. Does that make sense? It's kind of it's a little bit blunt more than it is crisp and compact. And maybe that will come with time. I don't know. Again, she also no, I have a broken wrist. I think we can absolutely and like I still like the match. Yeah. I think its biggest flaw on an objective sense was them being main this not objective, sorry, subject is that them being main event convinced me Ruby was gonna win, and I was kind of bummed that she just lost. Um but like that's not an actual criticism. That's just my personal like position. Um, Oracle, your thoughts on me pretending that I know what I'm talking about there, and then the match itself. <laughs> um, you know, 
maybe I was wrong to say it was rushed, um, but it felt it felt like they were in a I guess the word you know they were in a tight window, right? That's fair. Um, I think I agree with you. You know, I don't know if their styles are fit to be trading offense like they were in the first half. You know, there's 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 a lot of offense trading here. The match improved when really in kind of the last two or three minutes where I, I actually like where Ruby was like taking all this offense and kicking out yeah. because it you know, showed her selling, you know, uh, her facial expressions, stuff like that, you know, and unfortunately the crowd wasn't as invested as, as, as we you know, might've wanted them to be Brit's so over right. it, it, it's hard to get people to cheer against Brit. I think is, is, is honestly part of the problem. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I think early in the match, there were a couple of awkward moments where maybe they weren't on the same page. Um, the picture-in-picture stuff where Britt was... Granted, some of her strikes looked pretty good. Others didn't look so great. She spent the whole time just kind of, like, I don't know, throwing strikes, and it wasn't really... Well, it didn't really... I don't know. There wasn't a lot of meat to it. There wasn't a lot of stuff that made me kind of, you know, zone in on the match, I guess. Um and then it, you know, finally sort of picked up towards the end. It was a fine match. You know, it was good. Um, I definitely would like to see, like what you said, Ruby sell, and and just take a beating because they're bumping and selling and 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 yes. you know mannerisms and and stuff like that is has always been her strengths. She's she's good at like, she's a smart worker. Like I, I love the spot where Brett went for the stop. She caught her into the into yeah. the leg. Yeah, that was that was great. Um, Ruby's Ruby's really smart about stuff like that. But it, it just it was it was a little off. And I hate to do it because this isn't me like being like I, I'm just trying to be as, as fair of a critic as I could yeah. be and 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 honest. Britt still has some work to do. And as Matt pointed out, the broken wrist is a thing. You know, I, I'm sure she's probably hurting some, um, you know, or, or at least she's she's, you know, tentative. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm not Britt Baker. Um, really? But, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> not. I'm definitely not. Uh, definitely not. Yeah. Look at me. Um, but <laughs> can you imagine if you were Britt Baker? This podcast would be something then. Immediately go out the ring and was like, hey, guys, going chicken in the grin. <laughs> um but yeah like there's some work there i even yeah. think there's there's a point to be made that with only a few matches under her belt really let's be honest in yeah. six months even the last few months of, of, of her stay there yeah. ruby hasn't worked much it's years honestly man it's years yeah. since she had a really substantial match yeah, you yeah. know i was it's, gonna make yeah. there's there might be some rust there um, there, I, I honestly did feel like there were some chemistry issues. It was not a bad match by any means, and I'm getting more and more critical. And I feel bad, but I'm I'm trying to be honest here. No, I agree with you. Yeah, I don't, yeah like it was, it was a fine match. I wanted more out of it. Um, but I honestly did think the match was actually starting to pick up when Ruby yeah. was kicking out of all that offense. But I also knew they were going to go home soon, so I was like, it's picking up now, and then now they're going to end it. So that so, was, that was a little bit disappointing. But. So to expand on that original point of being rushed, I think the conclusion we've actually kind of reached here 
is it wasn't so much it was rush, rush start to finish, is that they didn't find their groove until late, which made it feel like, oh, there's there's more to be had here and it has to, it has to go home. Um, Reese comments in response to the Britt Baker discussion, I can't believe Oracle is banging one of the guys in the back, which is one of the funniest things anyone's said in actual <laughs> ever. Oh, yeah, I saw you talk about that and I had the same reaction. Yeah. Um, to me, so, someone mentioned her forearms. I do want to say, I thought, I thought when, the, when the women were going back and forth with the forearms at the end, I thought they both looked good. You said that, you know, when you talk about stuff that didn't make you zone in, there's just some dead air in Brit stuff right now because her stuff doesn't. Now, I was actually thinking there about, you know, wrestlers on this roster that would be good with Ruby. Um, Statlander could sling her around power offense yeah. wise, right? <clears throat> Ty Conti would just kick the ever loving shit out. I mean, imagine the selling on, on the big kicks and stuff. So they're just kind of, and here's the thing I think they can have a better version of this match, which I already liked. I'm just trying to figure out what my personal, um, you know, little, little, little issues I have with it. Bob O'Neill, are you awake? Yeah. Did you like this match? I did. You know, I think uh, it was kind of missing. It didn't get to that second gear. And, you know, that could be for any number of factors that we talked about already. I'd like to see it, you know, maybe ran back at some point. But for what it was, I mean, I enjoyed it. You know, I was upset. I thought Ruby was going to win when it was the main event spot, too. But that's really not a fair criticism of the match itself. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was fine, you know. Um, yeah. I think... Okay. For me, I think I build it up too much in my head. Mm-hmm. The further we get away from it, and I really think about it, um, I what I was picturing, and this I'm I want to preface this by saying this is all my fault. I'm not like, but like what I was picturing, boot liquor. Yeah, yes. When they said it was going to be the main event, yeah. In my head, I was picturing like, not I'm not talking about like an epic match where, but like an epic crowd being into it, being behind Ruby. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be like a moment where Ruby gets crowned and maybe we get um, some real momentum with the women. Cause I do feel like that's coming with some of the things that Tony said and some of the rumors we got today. And like, I think there's about to be a concerted effort to elevate the women. And so this felt like this was going to be the kickstart of it. And it, it just didn't come off that way for me. Match was good. It just wasn't like, it wasn't what I was hoping it'd be. And that's, that's my own fault. You know, I'm not going to blame that on them. I do think Ruby is still rusty. Um, and that's just from my uneducated opinion. I don't actually know that. But, like, yeah. like we said, she hasn't wrestled that much. And when she did, it wasn't in anything. You know, most of the time when she wrestled in WWE was in live events, and they didn't have live events for, yeah. you know. Yeah, also, it wasn't it wasn't professional wrestling. It was sports entertainment. Show, oh, as you, as you will know. Um, two she things. Two major injuries, too. Firstly, so. incredible, incredible. Oh my check. god! Who the fuck? <laughs> I'm mostly incredible. incredible. First of all, how first to get of in all I need to text mom and make sure he gets his diaper on because that's 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 concerning. Wow. That's a live yeah. round, brother. Um, wow. In other news, folks, I was looking at the stream yard here and I thought we have way too many white guys uh, to talk about fresh wrestling. So here's Jeremy Lambert to really round things out. Jer- oh, look at that! That's good stuff. Let's do that. I like that. Is this how it is usually, Jeremy? Have I fucked something up here? Uh, yeah, you can do this. There you go. There we go. Good when Jeremy's here. He knows that. Hey, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy, hey, how Joseph. are you? 
How are um, you? I'm sorry that I didn't see your text until a moment ago. <laughs> oh, it, it's fine. I, I had at my own access. I was think, debating on which computer to do it from. Oh, God. And then He's I coming in here to give us all the Rampage results. <laughs> Please. No, 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 no. I'm definitely not doing that. I'm, I'm okay. not. I am writing the, the spoilers up right now if people do. <laughs> sorry to hear that. But I'm, I'm, I okay. would not do that to everybody. Did That's Buddy Matthews funny. debut? I'm not giving away spoilers. Did <laughs> <laughs> um, you enjoy it tonight, Jeremy? I loved uh, Danielson and Omega. Yeah. Absolutely loved that match. Loved the Punk promo. Sting, of course, great. Sting. There is, yep. Stays Sting, yep. Yeah. Uh, the the rest of the show was a little kind of all over, all over the place. Yeah, we had kind of we had similar takes. And the chat kind of bullied us into being more happy because they wanted us to take a big victory lap. And we were just sort of like, you know, another nice win. We won by 10 points tonight rather than 40. Um, <laughs> I think we all just had our expectations were so high that an 8 yeah. out of 10 was like disappointing to us, which is fucking insane. This was an episode of wrestling television. Um, I'll say this though, guys. I think Friday's lineup looks awesome. Now, everyone yeah. knows I'm biased because like pretty more of my favorite guys are there. I think that show is going to be killer, right? So I, I wanted to, before we get to the C shows, just quickly, I want to go around the, the stream yard here for most anticipated match of Friday. Bob O'Neill. Um, I think it's got to be oh, Punk I and Hardy. O'Neill was here. Hi, O'Neill. Hi, Jeremy. Oh, my God. That's incredible. <laughs> What's up, That pal? is so insulting. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think it's Punk and Hobbs, though. You know, we talked about it last week. Oh, it's a big match for Hobbs. And, uh, you know, I we've only seen Punk wrestle the one time, obviously. So just to see him wrestle uh, is going to be a treat every time we get it, at least for the first, you know, year or two years or whatever, if they do it sparingly like this. So yeah, I'm going to go with punk and Hobbs. Bob, do you still refer to yourself as the cult of personality or have you officially retired that since the return of Sam punk? Yeah, no, I gave that back to him. Okay. Uh, Oracle match. You're most anticipating this Friday night at rampage. Um, King and uh, Mox versus Suzuki and Archer. Uh, yeah. I mean, I want to see some blood. You know, we'll probably get it. I'm sure Minoru Suzuki will will bleed hard way, like like we talked about. He'll probably just get his eye busted. Uh, it'll rule. Um, they'll brawl all over the place. Hopefully, not too much crowd brawling. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it, it'll be it'll be fun match. Like I said, I, I I want to see Lance Archer do like a crazy dive, and you know, Eddie do his like all Japan selling and shit. So. Do you remember when they did a singles, Lance and Eddie, and Eddie took that fucking choke slam on the apron just for no apparent reason yes. as a transition spot? Seems bad in terms of what we're going to get in this, <laughs> this match, guys. Um, shoot, match you're most looking forward to on Friday. For the sake of audio, please pretend it's not one that we've already tackled thus far. <laughs> I mean, I'm really excited to see Jericho hit the Judas effect on Jeremy's uncle. Um, <laughs> uncle Dan. But the match I'm most excited about is uh, Christian and... The Jurassic Express against uh, the Young Bucks and uh, I was about to feed. I was about to ask Bob. I was gonna act like I couldn't remember who it was. <laughs> I was so ahead of where you were going because that was my plan bit. Though I had it poised. Don't worry, bro. I've got you. That I didn't match even is gonna know be that killer. That was a, a, a bit. Like I was... that started tonight. What this one? What about this one? Oh, Jeremy. 
Jeremy Joseph found out on air about Tall Paul's elevation match. I did. The I did. look on his face. <laughs> hey, by the way, boy. I've got this one now too. <laughs> Good shit, guys. Um, Jeremy, what match, without spoiling anything, what match are you most excited for on Friday night? AEW Rampage, 10 p.m. Eastern Time on TNT. Uh, it's got to be one that hasn't been mentioned. <laughs> no, you can just say one of the other ones. It's fine. Oh, okay. Uh, it, it's King and Mox against Lance, Lance okay. and Suzuki. Okay, well, with that in mind, guys, uh, I say the Lucha Bros and Santana and Ortiz versus the Hardy Family Office because, of course, we will be hearing. Good stuff. Um, no, I obviously. I'm excited to see Anna Jay's gear. Sorry to hear you go in that direction at this time of night. Um, no, man, I'm a big fan of her gear. Okay. Why are you? Why are you taking that out of context? I'm just, you know, I don't know why. I don't know why I would possibly take it out of context. I don't know. <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I agree with Matt. Wow. Hell, yeah. It's incredible the way that it affects the light. And when he does that, because he's so big, it crowds him. Like he's got an umbrella yeah, over him now. Sorry to hear that. Um, what, Natural what, disasters. What star rating do you think FTR could get out of the team of Bob O'Neill and Confirm Shoot Oracle? <laughs> what do you think that match would go if they did it at the All Elite Zone? <laughs> Uh, two and three quarters. <laughs> what does it look like, Struxy? Who takes the Who takes the big hot tag in that one? Shoots got to make the hot tag. I feel shoots Shoots got to make the hot tag, man. They but they got to work over Bob's knees. You know they oh, they got to yeah. work over Bob's knees. But does anyone have any sympathy for Bob, or will they just be like, oh fuck it? Anyway, there are many cowboy hats in the chat, which is disgusting. Um, <laughs> Should we talk about the C shows now? Have we covered uh, AEW Dynamite Grand Slam? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, the greatest week of C shows of all time. It honestly sounds like a bit, but that is like, it's true by such a distance. It's almost yes. unfathomable. Um, Shoot, are you pulling up the lineups? Because I haven't got them here. Yeah, I'm pulling them up now. Cause Thank I'm... you. Uh, the one thing I remember vividly. And listen, I, I pro- if you're listening and you've not watched the match, you're probably thinking I'm, we're being like, doing a bit here sunny kiss and janela is fucking insane it's like red hot pro wrestling i don't quite know how why or when that happened um i know they've had a story but like i didn't think it was gonna get over live like this sunny kiss hmm? you know they this it was in jersey where both of them are from i I think i think it also helps that like these matches because they're taped before dynamite like the crowd is just kind of hot as it is you're right yeah. It just it, the energy of it, like Sunny Kiss yeah. strikes. That was the thing that always stood out was that there, there was a lack of. Um, I remember the Cody match being a progression in that sense. Here, everything looked great. It was snappy and crisp, and it was aggressive. And man, like the first strike was that way, right? Like it was a like, holy shit. And then Janela was awesome in this match. It was like a heated rivalry coming to a head. They told a great story in terms of the finish, I thought. It, they went out there with the intention of, we're going to shock people with this, and fuck, they did it. And the post-match, holy balls, the post-match was incredible too. Yeah. This thing fucking rocked. <laughs> Janela, um, and look, I've been very honest and I'm not a big fan, but he's been quietly yeah. having some good matches lately. He had that match with Moriarty. Um, yes. Yeah, he's been – Joey's been doing good work on the C-shows. Um yeah, I thought Sonny looked great. 
Um, I've always been a fan, and it was just another level on this show. Yeah. It'd be nice to see them get behind her, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, but it was good to see them, her get a win here. Absolutely. It was one of those deals where they, they booked it perfectly. Old school, Hill gets the heat back after with, with the heater, you know, taking center stage. It was perfect. Um, Oracle, this was pretty fucking crazy, right? <laughs> it was it was insane, man. Like, you know, I, I, I you know, we, you know, probably all had heard that it was good from, you know, from, yeah. from the live uh, crowd, but I mean, it, it fucking delivered, dude. Like they, they went full stop worked it like a heated fucking like Sonny was just beating the shit out of Joey. I think, I think like Joey's like, did he get his eye or, or something busted open? Yep. Like, I mean, they were, it was like a fight. They did crazy spots. You know, they, they did all kinds of like, it was, it was a perfect, like, you know, sea show um, undercard feud ender, right? Like it was, it was a perfect, like little, it was like what, 10 minutes. I'm and not they, sure it's over though. With the finish, yeah, I think yeah, more true. Too, yeah, man. yeah, with uh, with uh, Kayla Rossi, but um, yeah, man, that 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 fucking ruled. Like Bob, it was, see- it was, it was the best elevation match I've seen. I think. Agree, Bob. Did you see this match? Oh, I just started elevation while you guys uh, were talking about it because I didn't start. Oh, the show yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know. I always think I'd rather you just not watch it rather than doing it here on the air. Um, <laughs> Shoot, what else was on elevation? Please remind. I'm sorry. The Dark Order tag match, which was very good. Um, it was very, very, very strange vibe during that match. That's where he took Alan Angel's mask off. Yes, um, but it was it was more specifically when Paul White appeared to want to beat the fuck out of Eddie Kingston. Oh yeah, the commentary, <laughs> the commentary got borderline bad, yeah, but it never insane. got there. Um, King would not take a step back on his stance, and Paul yes. was like. I'm not losing this argument. And they just argue for the whole fucking match. It was insane. <laughs> I thought they were going to fight. Um, <laughs> but I actually really like the match. I love what they're doing with the Dark Order. And it's a fun dynamic because the crowd actively does not want them to fight. Yeah. And so, it, I, I don't know. I really like that. I um, I hope they go somewhere with him taking the mask off of Angels because I think Angels is really good and probably doesn't need to wear the mask anymore. Um, yeah. But yeah, I that was I really like this Dark Order angle. I wasn't sure if I was going to, um, but like I think it's actively because nobody wants them to break up. So it's like, you know, it, it's frustrating, but it's supposed to be frustrating, mm-hmm. and the payoff will be worth it. So um, yeah, next week, probably um, yeah. Okay. Any uh, Oracle? Any thoughts on the Dark Order tag before before we look uh, elsewhere? Yeah, it was it was. You know, from what I could see in the match, it was story driven. But I was so distracted by the by fucking yeah. Paul White and Eddie Kingston like having this ridiculous argument, and like Tony's like, oh, oh, all right, like you can tell Shivani's like, come on, guys, Jesus Christ, like we're trying to. He Tony so desperately throughout this, particularly this week, was just trying to keep it together, and and Eddie just. Eddie's great, but some, you know, it's just all out all the time, right? <laughs> like the thing is, I and this is when the Gun Club did that, and and um and Paul likes didn't talk. It dawned on me that like the team is actually should just be Tony and Eddie. Like bless Paul, I don't think he's good as a com. I think he could be good as an like an analyst, whatever the fuck that means in wrestling. I don't think he's particularly good at calling the actual matches themselves. 
But when you have all three of and it's part of why we love it, let's be honest, it creates this dynamic where Eddie just like refuses to let Paul like talk. <laughs> just fucking shouts over him. And Paul kind of Paul has many things, but I think he's aware that like that's not a battle he's gonna win often. So he just loses consistently. But then on this particular match, he was like, I'm not giving up ground. I refuse. We will battle this until the end, Eddie Kingston. Um it was yeah, it was way too much, but it popped me. Um Anything else on the elevation shoot before we move to the greatest studio show in the history of professional wrestling? QT and Dustin was very good. Oh, dude. I'm going to be real. After he lost to Paul White in three minutes and he lost here, I'm kind of I'm kind of throwing a flag on any any kind of overt QT slander. His yeah. usage is objectively fine. He was only on TV as of late to die at Paul White's hands because who else would we want Paul White to beat on that roster, right? Yep. He's he's a loser. Like, why are people getting mad to it? But QT fucking rules in this role, dude. This match was tremendous also. He was on Dynamite probably too much um, talking. Um, not for me personally, but I can see the... That's fair, yeah. But yeah, he's he's perfect on the YouTube shows. Um, he's actually a tremendous professional wrestler, like in-ring. Timing is so good. Yes. Because he, he doesn't seem to be particularly athletic. But he moves so smooth because he's just like he's so fucking good, right? Like you can see why he's a great trainer. Um Oracle, it's still fun to watch the natural go out there and have good pro wrestling matches, right? It's it's crazy to me because I remember twenty thirteen when he came back and uh did the tag team with Cody and I used to do this uh top one hundred uh wrestlers of the year thing on a message board called Wrestling KO. And uh People, people were ranking him like, uh, you know, top ten in the fucking world, right? Like, because yeah. this, this was like top one hundred wrestlers in the world, and they were ranked, you know, like I had him like ten or something, like, and that was in like a four month period, and he was what, like, 42, 43 at the time, and we were like, oh my god, he's still so awesome. Here we are, eight years later, and you know. There were a few mistimed moments in the Malachi Black match a few weeks ago, but he was really good there. And this match was even better. I mean, it was just I, – I, I don't know. He's, he's just one of these guys that just doesn't – he doesn't age in the ring ever. Like, it, it's almost like he's – you know, they say that all the time on commentary. He's, he's in the best shape of his life. I honestly think he might be maybe in the best shape of his life yeah. because I saw fucking Black Rain, man. Like I saw Black Rain Dustin, like you know, I I, I saw like ninety eight, ninety nine Dustin. Um, yeah, this this dude is like, he could probably go another three to five years and and be fine. I mean, he, like he's sober now, and I don't think we can. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Out like, and we you know he kind of came up last week, and I will be honest with you, I was kind of wondering if they were going to air this match or not. Um, after that, but clearly they did. Um. But yeah, I, I think Dustin deserves credit for for turning his life around. Um, he's done some dumb shit, but I at least like you know we know that he was under the influence of things that he has since beaten, um, and that's not to excuse things, but I do think he gets some credit for that. Um, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm a big fan of Dustin. I'm really glad to see him getting. I don't even know if you'd call this a second act. This is what like third or fourth act, but twelve. Yeah, like, um, yeah, 
Yeah, that was a really good match. I thought Elevation was great. You, I, I think you and Joe both said it was the best ep- episode of Elevation ever. Yes, I mean, like there was even like 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 the opener, Thunder Rosa was, and the commentary noted it. She was roughing up this 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 other girl, man. She does like, that sometimes. She was, awesome. She was <laughs> beating the shit, and like Paul and Eddie were like, uh, she ain't messing around with this girl, and yes. it ruled. Also, Santana and Ortiz came out and got like this sort of. They got a reaction like the fucking Rock and Roll Express. It was oh, insane. Yeah. It was wild the way the people reacted to them. Like, and I get his jersey, and it seemed like there was like there was that dude who had the sign of like fucking you know Kingston, Santa and Ortiz, New York, or whatever. And it's like maybe I don't know. They seem to just get their reaction. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think they're just beloved. Um, the uh, the the, uh, gotta... the uh, uh, what was it? The uh, shooter match. That was like yeah. three or four minutes. She gave this this girl like you know half the match, but it was really Mosh is good. Like, yeah it, yeah, it was, but she, you know, she did it in a way where, you know, it never felt like it was too 50-50, and it was like, yes. it was, it was like a wonderful three-minute match. Did I see, didn't I see that she, that, that, it was Masha Slamovich, she, didn't she sign with someone? Impact has offered yeah. her a deal. I don't know if she signed. She's good. Jeremy? Huh. Has Masha Slamovich signed for Impact Wrestling Total Non-Stop Action on Access TV, 8 p.m. Eastern Time every Thursday night? Yes. She has? Okay. Yes. Well, she'll be back in a couple of years. That that show will also soon be featuring the services of um, the friend Wyndham Wyatt, um, <laughs> the 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 man among men, uh, Braun Schur, as well as uh, Australian Dynamo Bud Matt. So uh, tune in, folks, eight pm Eastern time every Thursday on Access TV, as well as on YouTube under the membership of Impact Insider. I didn't have elevation as the best elevation of all time. Um, I'm not even arguing with you guys, and, but this is my transition because I think dark was the best dark ever. Yes, it was. Um, there were four or five matches on this show that could have been on Dynamite tonight um, instead of one other match and been better there. But um, yeah, let's run down this show because it was incredible. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm about to run. I, there, there might no. be. No, not to not to like. It's kind of a spoiler, so I, I feel bad about that. But oh, okay, never mind. What Sean the fuck? Ross- you what's going sorry, on? Sorry, 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 sorry. It worked here. Sean Ross F sucks. All right. Okay. Wow, let's clip that. <laughs> I've said fuck Sean Ross Sapp on the fight. Yeah, show. fuck you, Sean. So, you don't even know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jeremy, did you, was you saying you got to go? Or was you just no? I, yeah, I do have to go. I I thought they so Sean has given me the spoilers, and he did not give me the result to the women's match, and I thought they cut the match, and then he he has informed me they have not cut the match. I assume they taped that hours ago. No, anyway, they didn't it, tape anything for Rampage before. Yeah, they didn't tape anything before. That turned out to be what not the true. Fuck? Yeah. They taped Elevation before Dynamite. Oh, wow. Oh, God bless. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'll talk Have to you. Have a good night, Jeremy. I'll see bye, you Jeremy Lambert. Say hi to your yeah. uncle for us. I, I will. Somebody come up with a cold open for tomorrow's show, please, because I don't know what we're doing. Not going to be me. <laughs> Thanks. You should wear You should have your eye covered. Shoot. O'Neal. O'Neal. What? Can we do this? Can you, like, do, like, an eye gimmick and then do your little, like, that we no longer live in a world of black and white, and like I don't see color because I'm my I, I my mean, eyes fucked and I'm blind. 
it's like midnight the night before you want me to do this. Where am I going to get stuff to color my eyes? Okay, I got no. Joseph messages me like five hours before a show and be like, "Can you do a prison break gimmick?" And so <laughs> in I fairness to, to Bob, like he legitimately appears on our show while while at his job. Like, <laughs> yes. like, I got, I got it. Too much of him here. All right, what do you got, shoot? Bob, recreate the WWE segment with Alexa where she doesn't have her top. <laughs> All right. Maybe. On that note, I'm you know. <laughs> he said maybe. There you go. Such a like. That isn't even like a topical thing. Even we just talked about it the other day. That's amazing. Okay. Um, uh, I, dude, I can't believe. I cannot believe they didn't tape stuff before. I turned my fucking phone off to avoid that shit. They, that means like they're still taping. I'd assume. Anyway, it's fine. Yeah, that's I'm why we're doing this. By your no, I mean, it's, it's, chat, it's, Devin. it's Think about it. It's it's only eleven fifty two Eastern. I, I've I've you know it probably probably another ten fifteen minutes before they stop. Yeah. Fair. Um. What'd I you think say my name earlier. Sorry, Devin. Your dad is slandering me in the chat. Oh fuck him. What's he saying now? That I tapped out the City Cafe Diner, which is a hundred percent not true. <laughs> this is like content for three people. This is incredible. Like we even went further inside baseball on this. Goes further everywhere. Goes further every single show. Um, I think the actual cold open, Bob, is you reading the. We no longer live. Yeah, but we got to add something to it. We can't just have me reading it. Like, do you have a flashlight? Maybe. Use your phone. Yeah, that's true. Turn all the lights out and shine the phone up under your chin, so like, and then just read it. We can. I mean, I'd like have to record it right when we get done here, though, because it doesn't get dark in here if I close the blinds, even. So, speaking of dark, AEW dark. There we go. There we go. Man, we are professional, (laughs) dude. That fucking FTR match ruled so much. Their bags been signed. Yeah, absolutely. FTR, FTR are back. Yeah. Um, this match ruled, but the uh, the undeniable highlight of the match was when Stallion did a fucking dive that Dax had no awareness was coming, and like <laughs> yes. like actively on camera looked at him like, "What the fuck just happened?" And then he's like, "Okay, listen, that is totally a Stallion Rogers thing to do." Yes, and uh, granted, I'm sure it was a setup spot, but Dax did the, you know the uh, well, brother. They called not. that whole match in the ring. You know what? I bet I'm, you're right. No, they did. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm gathering. I'm gathering. The finish. Because then they went to the finish, which was just Cash hit like two moves and pinned him. I think that Dax was supposed to be in the finish. Like The idea was that Dax would come back in, right? And then he did that fucking dive on a whim, and Dax was like, okay, I I'm staying here. lost <laughs> my shit. Because I, I like, I just know, I just know. Stallion was like, "Fuck it, let's just do it," yeah. and like, let's just hope he's there to let's just hope he's there to eat it. And he yeah. ate it, but he wasn't standing up eating. It ruled so much, <laughs> and also, I look, I've already done the FTR deal. I love Stallion, um, but I have to say, we all, we all, we've all said it a million one times, and we all know it. But like, fuck, how good is Dax, man? Like, Cash is great, mm-hmm. and whenever I say this, I feel like I'm slighting Cash. Like Dax's timing, and I on I text shoot this, but I legitimately, unironically think that in terms of weekly television, 
like this is the optimal setting for FTR. Like I really believe it. Like this can find like, then obviously they can do the big epics at the big arenas, but in terms of just weekly TV, I could you had a territory and I had FTR, they would wrestle these fucking matches every week. Well, this <laughs> is know? how we fell like, in love with them. Exactly. And they're just they're just great TV and just compelling pro wrestling that isn't lost in its own bullshit. And it's just like just Great fundamentals, great mechanics, great timing. The false finishes late were amazing. The only thing I didn't like about was this is one, and this is not about them. I love Taz and Excalibur as a team. I wish they would have spun it more as how fucking good are these other guys rather than, man, FTR are really struggling with these two. And like, yeah. I got it, but it made it took the shine off what was a great performance, if that makes any well, sense whatsoever. Stall- That's the only thing I would say. Like, Stallion is a legitimate and. Matt, Matt would know, and I'll just allude to this. There's some bias there. Yeah, we're, um, we're very biased when it comes I'm to I'm very Stallion. biased with, with, with Stallion. Um, but <laughs> old man breaking kayfabe here. Um, <laughs> as I said, I alluded to it, and there's my father breaking kayfabe. <laughs> um, but uh, although I was not there for that. Um, but he's so good. And I get people will, you know, he's he's not a size guy or a look guy, but listen, and granted, the guy I'm about to address is great on the mic and he's a huge star. Adam Cole has the same look as Kurt Stallion in terms of size. Yeah. And Stallion Rogers, excuse me. I hate that he has to change his name. Um, but that dude is so good in the ring. Joseph just got some mail. Is that how it works in Britain? Like the postman just knocking the door and <laughs> your mail? What? what happened? <laughs> what? I don't even know what you're talking about now. You've, you've now gone so inside that I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm on the show. Did somebody just hand you something? No, my phone. Oh, okay. My phone well, it, just, looked, yeah. it, looked, it sounded like somebody knocked on your door and then we... <laughs> We thought you were getting the mail or something. I don't know. We, we, we don't there. know how they do mail up there, out there in fucking Britain land in London yeah. versus wherever the hell you live. Where you live, like um, London somewhere? Yeah, that was not the case. I, I'm also not like, there's not like a door here. Like, it's, and they would fucking carry on, Oracle, continue talking. God, the show rules. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I first saw Stallion five years ago at a, at a uh, AWE Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment show. Sorry to hear that. Um, hey, buddy, Matthews is working there soon, so we have to support that briefly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this was, of course, he was, <laughs> he was young to his career, but all he could do was throw a great chop, right? He could th- he could throw an awesome chop. We were all we all marked out for it. And then he became, you know, one one of the top guys at Southern Underground Pro in Nashville, and he just over time has gotten so good over the years. The last two, the last like three years, he's been so fucking good. He's really good in Evolve. Um, even in his short six-month time at WWE, he was the highlight of, of 205 Live. And sometimes he was the highlight of the whole Friday you know, TV block. Um, great wrestler. I'll be honest, he's a little injury-prone. Um but I really do hope they sign him because he's he's so fucking good. He's so good. I don't know. Um, I don't think he can be a top guy there. And I don't. I say that as someone who genuinely likes him and is like, I wouldn't say I'm friends with him, but like I've talked to him before. Like, 
but um, but he could definitely contribute and be, you know, a, a part of that team, and he would fit in there. Um, I don't need to see him go 45 minutes with Joey Janela ever again, um, which is actually he's wrestling Joey Janela on dark here in a couple weeks, but um, I don't believe they'll be going 45 minutes. Um, I'd imagine they did, though. <laughs> No, he's he's very good. I think he continues to get better. I, I'm going to shock everyone when I say I did not see a single match of his WWE run. Um, but, yeah, I, I I think he's he's a guy who is going to benefit from this studio thing um, because he's going to be – I'm pretty sure he lives down there. Um, so he'll be at all these, I would assume – um, going forward and sooner or later he'll get I would assume he'll get an offer of some kind but um, he's very good and I, I, I hope we keep seeing him yeah um, and Anthony Reece, Green was there too Reese said Joe just had a copy of the Britain Times poet at his door all bloody hell <laughs> yeah they've been re- roasting you in the chat and uh, somebody asked if this uh, this is it for anyone not on the call and I think we've made it clear that it's not God bless y'all for watching, but we're just it's not for me up. apparently. I, I just literally went to pick my phone up, and I was being I mean, told that I'd, I'd received mail. If you're not listening, then, <laughs> then you know it goes down, brother. I heard what you said. I didn't have a fucking clue what you were talking about. <laughs> Why is the famous Jack Crosby? Oh, he's a sorry piece of shit. What's he doing? He's asking if we saw Rampage spoilers. What? No, we didn't see Rampage no, spoilers. No, uh, although I may or may not look at them after the show, but <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, oh God! I'm something, bad at this. It seems like something happened. That's the worst thing anyone can do, right? Like yeah, now, I do that. now I want to know what happened. You know what, you know what though? For, for for him doing that, let's just laugh at Florida State for like ten minutes. Dude, Jack Crosby is a sorry piece of shit. I'm gonna. Oh. I'm putting. I'm here. Hold on a second. This no. we really are just popping ourselves now. Bro, what the fuck is going on? Why is everyone telling me that I'm going to lose my shit? They need to stop this. This I mean, is not listen. good for my health. I'm actually going to turn my phone off for two fucking days and do this. Oh. You... Yeah, I thought. You guys I are going to have a hard time now. You're, you're risky. You're, you're, you're endangering yourself with this. No, I'm just texting. I'm just telling Jack that you think he's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how great is this? Kevin says... Fightful Select sent one out but labeled it so you don't have to read it. I love the idea that Kevin thinks we subscribe to Fightful Select. <laughs> God damn it. I'm not going to be able to avoid this now because I'm not staying off Twitter for... Oh, I think I, I think it's an angle here. Yeah. I'm going to guess. Oh, I, 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 I figured... Uh, without, I literally haven't seen anything. I, yeah. I, I figured the ending would be an angle, right? Like, um, But... Yeah. I've I've got now. It's, I can't. Fucking oh, work. I don't even care. Fuck you, yeah, Bobby. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Shoot right in the private chat, please. Because I can't. I I think I know, and I don't. I'm not happy. Go ahead, just do it. Just write in the private chats, and then we can. So anyone that doesn't want spoilers, we won't read them to you guys. We'll move on immediately after this. Yeah. Okay. Look at shoot in his typing position there. Good stuff. Mm. Yeah, that's well. <laughs> okay. I'm not um, even mad that guy spoiled for me because I don't care. Um, firstly, I'm firstly the chat off right now with this. Probably. I um, 
Um, yeah, that's awesome. Um, it was. I thought it was saying else. So I was very sad. Anyway, uh, what? What else? Oh yeah, what else happened on dark? Uh, I'm. I mean, I'm thrown off now because I got to figure out. You know. I don't know. Like, okay. I don't know how AEW is going to use Tyler Black. It doesn't really make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was sure that Lexi, I legit thought Lexi was under contract for another two years. That's crazy that they've got her in front of the door. Um, now, uh, Colt Cabana versus JD Drake. Uh, this was Colt's monthly. I still actually am quite good uh, professional wrestling outing. He does, he does this. Once a month, he gives you one of these. JD being at a wrestler this way, dressed that way, all timer. Pops me. It pops me. He's actually good, JD Drake. Like he's the one guy that I think is actively underutilized in this role, and I love the wingman. I just think he's like a real guy on the roster. Yeah, um, I want to bring Anthony Henry in and do the work yeah. horseman. No spoilers. Shoot, fuck. Um, yeah, there that you happened go, on Rampage. Anthony there Henry debuted. And- work horseman laid out Mox and Kingston to close the show. Fucking there you go, guys. Shoot, had to give it away. Um, no, uh, I agree with you completely. I loved them. I loved. It was a fun studio match, right? Like Cabana's, he's figured out like this way of wrestling where he doesn't really have to do much. So oh, that when he does, rules, man, when he does anything, oh, it's like holy shit! Like it's, it is tremendous. Um, I feel like I'm missing a big match before I get to the main event. Garcia uh, no, and Angels. Was, uh... Yes, that was very good. Yeah, which one? Garcia and Alan yeah, Angels. Okay, that was the. Uh... Um, and Silver and Reynolds against uh, Nemeth and Avalon was good too. Actually, I'm I genuinely like the Wingmen. Um, in the with the clarification, I like them in the role they're in. Like you can't do more with them, but like as a jobber stable, they fucking rule. I'm so upset right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, fine. We'll make it. Just like actively we'll angry. I'm actually like fucking. I'm, I'm legitimately upset. Um, Eddie Kingston versus the one of the bear men. Uh, Eddie Kingston is fucking crazy for doing matches like this in a studio setting where he's going to wrestle twice in one day when he is like an actual main event star on the roster. Um, he give this gentleman Bear Bronson seventy five percent of the match. Um, he took a cannonball in the corner that looked like it actually killed him. Um, they just beat the shit out of each other for about seven minutes, and I really have no idea why he has to do these matches, but I think he just pops himself. This kind of ruled, right? <laughs> Bronson and King, Oracle, this was fun, right? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And, and of course, you know, Eddie's he, – he's so humble, too. Like, he, he put the guy over so huge in the post-match yeah. promo, right? He's like, man, that guy was tough, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, this, is, this is something I think we're going to see going forward. Eddie's going to be working on all these guys, and it's going to fucking rule. Like – you know, I'm 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 hoping they get Danielson down there, but Fuck. <laughs> oh, oh no. He's just oh, burying no. me. I'm in a group. folks, he's Jack Crosby, myself, and confirmed shoot. And I'm trying I'm trying to host this fucking show, okay? I've got Bob in the corner, he's still here, he looks like he's gonna fall asleep. Bless him, the Oracle of Wrestling is trying to provide some insight. I look at my phone for a moment and shoot is burying me in a group chat. I'm in the fucking group chat. Do it elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're correct. These matches are going to ruin. Kingston is tremendous because he wrestles all of these guys and gives them the whole match. It's fucking awesome. You're right. My favorite part was still the post-match promo when um, I don't even remember what Taz said, but Taz fucking 
like worked a joke into commentary that Eddie responded to, and I laughed yes. so hard. Yeah, because this was ta- the commentary was taped after, and I was wondering why Taz told his joke so fast, and then Eddie replied to it, and I lost my mind laughing. That was good stuff. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's another. I think Kingston's translated great to the big arenas, but he's fucking at home in this setting, yeah. right? Like. People love him. It's a really cool match, actually. Um, Bob, did you like this match? Yeah, again, you know, I'm really excited to watch Dark. It sounds pretty good this week. I got the tab open right now. We'll probably start when we uh, get off of here. Um, no, that's not a bit, though. I did watch the first Universal one, and I thought it was very good, and I'm going to make a weekly habit of watching it. I just haven't had time yet this week. Um, tremendous professional wrestler. The Bunny looked good against um, X-Tina K, who is a trainee of the chairman, Sean Spears. Um, just to put that out there. Hell yeah. Got no Trump. reaction whatsoever. Fuck all you guys. Um, Love Sean Spears. <laughs> um, Wardlow powerbombed a guy five times. Um, let's see. There was a woman from uh, GCW who looked very bad. Um, Ty Conti wrestled. Um, negative one was there. Yeah, tremendous show. This show has gone off the rails because <laughs> Joseph is just in shambles right now, man. Like he's so upset. I'm so upset. I, I, I'm, seriously though, like I know they, you know, they're they're not doing it this week, but I legitimately want to see. And obviously, I think we are going to see the tag match, but I would be down for. And it's not really a match that these four would like maybe thrive in, but I, I'd be interested to see it. I, I want to see Ty J versus Penelope and the Bunny in like a false good anywhere match or something. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it doesn't have to look, they're not going to go 20. Give them 10, 12 minutes. You know, I, I, I'm like, let fucking Ty, like, you know, throw Penelope. I mean, Penelope's a great bumper. She could she could take some crazy shit in in, in a match like that, right? Like that, that that would definitely be a match I I would like to see. Um, and 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 I think we are going to get that tag match probably next week or maybe the week after that. So um, I just it it it'd be fun if they put a stip on it. Yeah, I definitely think they're building to it. Joseph, you I'm, are I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to bring this show back. You know, I'm I'm trying I'm trying I'm to very upset. Uh, to be clear, Jacob, I'm not upset because it sucks. I'm upset because I just, you know, sometimes in life you miss like moments. They'll only happen once. You would have popped huge, and you know the selfish act of one Jack Crosby fucking takes it all away from you. You know it's terrible. Um, and he's claiming it's not his fault too, which is it's completely his fault. He's a sorry piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> We should get him on here right now. I'm going to record a video message for him live on the air here. I'm going to send this in a group chat that only... The folks are going to see it from this perspective. Shoot, we'll get two perspectives on this. You ready? So he can't can't hear you guys, but I need you to know what I'm sending his way, okay? Okay. Jack Crosby, I need you to go fuck yourself. I need you to go report immediately to the Capital Wrestling Center, wherever the fuck they call that place now. They run television every Tuesday night, so you pretend is good for the sake of a bit. I need you to immediately unfollow me on social media. I need you to leave this group chat and make one with Robert O'Neill where you can talk about NXT every week and pretend it's good. 
Um, anything else on this item, guys? No, guys, I think that's yeah. it. Is that it? Yeah. Tell them that Steiner sucks, even though it's not true. Steiner sucks, Jack Crosby. Sorry. Not even his name. Ron, Ron Breaker, you fucking dogs. <laughs> it's over. Okay. Shoot his center. <laughs> I wasn't to bury you. That's to make Jack feel bad. Okay. Uh, Miro was on tonight. That was good. Miro versus Sammy next week is going to be awesome. It's the only match they've announced for next week. It's true. What yeah. matches should they do next week? Um, you know that's that's a good question. Um, we'll answer it then. <laughs> I think we should just do Omega and Danielson again. Just run it every week. See if it's so good the fifth time. You have. I didn't realize you had a dog collar match T-shirt. That's awesome. Very cool shirt. Um. Someone got very mad at me for wearing that on the podcast once because at the top it just says All Elite Wrestling Presents. Um, yeah. But people do what they do. Uh, do we have anything else to talk about on this awful program? Um, you know who I think should wrestle on Dynamite next week? Shoot. Tread lightly, okay? Do it. No, I'm not spoiling it. No, god damn it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you wanted me to say... I'm sorry, everyone. Shoot, just do it again. I'll pretend it didn't. Hey, guys. You know who I think should wrestle on Dynamite next week? Do it again. Hey, guys. Let's do it. Bob, do it. Uh, You know who I think should wrestle next week on Dynamite? I knew that was coming. I'm not going to do Paul. I actually don't want him to wrestle. Um, they should do the hair versus hair match next week. I think that's going to be in Philadelphia, though. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, are we done? Man, Joseph is just... I'm actually legitimately devastated. <laughs> Unironically, not doing a bit. Very sad. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad now. No, it's tough. No, it's not your, like, in all seriousness. No, it's Jack Crosby's fault. I mean, let's be very clear. Even all bits aside, because he'll never see this, because he's not a patron, uh, and he's a coward, even in his case, like, this be real, some fucker was going to get that to me, wasn't they? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They were, because they are just sorry pieces of shit. They can't live in the good old days where spoilers could go unprotected. Protected, Sorry. Um, there's, there's no way I'm staying off Twitter for two days because I'm a fucking loser and got nothing better to do. So I got yeah. bits to do, brother. It's fair. That's not even true anymore. <laughs> um, do you remember when you guys thought that I'd got Mao in the middle of the podcast? <laughs> that fucking ruled, man. That's great. We can't let Joe leave because the show ends if Joe leaves. The chat is like actively upset now. Like they want their. I'm- I mean, the show should probably end soon anyway. No, man. We just got to do this for another couple hours. Make Joe feel better. <laughs> That's true. Um, Bob, sing, is... sing Cult of Personality. That'll cheer Joe up. No, that, will, that will cheer me up. No. We got to save that. I don't sing till the end. Can you, can you just say the lyrics then? I will. 
in a little bit. Okay. Um, wow. We'll, okay, well then, Bob, what do you want to talk about? Um, Bob, how was NXT this week? It was good. You know, really, uh, fair. Um, yeah, I don't want to give too much away. Matt has a new hat coming at some point for uh, this show. Yeah, I believe I'll have that for Friday night show, but I can't say that for certain. Hell yeah. That'll be good. Friday night show starts an hour later than usual, so remember that if you're planning to watch. That is um, true, yeah. Rampage is two hours, so this show will be on an hour later than usual. That'd be great if, if Rampage closes on that made me really happy and triumphant and I could come on here and celebrate with everyone. That'd be really awesome, wouldn't it, guys? Well, yeah. I yeah. would have ruined that for you anyway, so. Yeah, that's true. Because I'm just going to um, bury it. <laughs> I actually, we'll talk about this off air. I actually think, uh, I don't know how they did it, but anyway. Um, yeah, I've got a take, but we can't do it on here, so. Yeah, uh, do you want to talk about world class championship wrestling? Yeah, let's talk about world class. Um, CM Punk compared himself to the Von Ericks on uh, that Barstool podcast today. Um, (laughs) He compared it. He compared himself in Chicago to the Von Ericks in Texas. Um, An incredible. Like we obviously get that he's comparing one particular lane, but like the straight edge guy going Von Ericks is fucking incredible, man. (laughs) I fucking um. If you guys haven't listened to that, um, I hate to plug something from Barstool, but um, that wrestling podcast with Danielson and Punk is actually really good. Um, Danielson talks about uh, dude. Do you realize like no one watches those shows? It's fucking insane. Yeah, like I sent that to you last night, and I got a text from you at like three o'clock in the morning my time with you losing your mind about how cool it was, but. Like, it's crazy. Uh-oh. Like, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, we thought we lost you. You froze for a second there. I said I was going to put myself over, so I wonder my fucking internet break in immediately. <laughs> um, like, there are podcasts out there, folks, that, that acquire interviews with stars such as Brian Danielson and uh, Ulmer Fighting Champion Phil Brooks, as well as the Mad King Eddie Kingston, and they do infinitely less views than a podcast in which Bob O'Neill reviews chicken snacks. Can you imagine if Punk was on this show? <laughs> he'd, like, have been it was just... bummed. he'd have been bummed out for me. Yeah. Plus, it would probably just me be, oh, yeah. be me asking him to unblock me on Twitter. Dude, he's... <laughs> I've only just thought about how happy he is tonight. Oh, my God, yeah. that rules so much. Anyway, um, Goldie just got back. Hope you had a good night, pal. Crowd stayed good for all of Rampage, sir. What Whoa. Else they, the, what, the Kyrie saying? Yeah. Kyrie saying apparently teasing a comeback or how. Um, wow. I would think that would be in one place, but there's no guarantees, I guess. Was she ever any good, though, Bob? Uh, yeah, for now. Today's her birthday. Hey, confirm shoot. Yeah. You know when you watched <laughs> FTR wrestle Stallion Rogers and uh, that other guy? Yeah. Did you immediately draw up plans to resurrect uh, Broken Skull Wrestling? The <laughs> I did not, but now that you mentioned, I probably should have. Um, <laughs> it sounds like the crowd was incredible all night. So, yeah. um, goalie, I know you'll probably know this. I'm telling you not to spoil anything because I've already gone up and down on that roller coaster. But I appreciate so this is the kind of spoiler I want. Punk match rocked. Cool. Yeah, Wait I'm good with that. Santana and Ortiz reaction. Awesome. Makes me very excited. Um, now, see, what, what you do is you text Joe and you, 
you tell him about a match repeatedly in all capital letters. So then when he watches it, he's like, well, I mean, it was good, but it... <laughs> that is good shit. That's true. Uh, Oracle, should we all come together and resurrect World Championship Wrestling? Sure. <laughs> what would be our individual roles in that project? All right. Uh, I'll run social. I'll go ahead and, uh, and uh, tell a cool Sting story real quick. Oh, hell. Thank do, God. Thank do you want to hear a Sting okay. story? I, I, th- I, th- I think I've told Joe this. It's not really my story to tell, actually. Um, but it's, it's always one of my favorite stories that I've heard. Um, so I'm originally from Charleston, South Carolina, and Uncensored 1997 was held there. And, uh, of course, that was the night that Sting came down in the Raptors and officially basically became, like, one chose the, WCW yes. as his side, right? One of the greatest angles of all time. Yes, easily. yes, all time, all time. That was the night Rodman had debuted, too, and so it was a huge night. Um, so my dad, uh, my brother Dylan, I believe one of his friends and my brother Drew passed away a few years ago, but he rest in peace were at this event and my brother Drew had stopped watching wrestling the previous summer. He was probably like 11. Then he was a huge Hulk Hogan fan. Okay. When Hogan turned heel, he infamously ripped the his Hulk Hogan poster off his off his wall. Oh, that fucking and, rules. And you know, was 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 very upset. Um so he he was he was upset about that. Um now he was never like a huge fan ever at any point, but I you know I I I know he liked Hogan and, and was really pissed off when he when when he you know turned heel. So <clears throat> he had an investment there at the show and of course you know Dylan being a nerd of course was invested. Joe just and, got more mail, and and, <laughs> and uh, so when Stink comes down to the rafters and makes a save right at the end of the show, Dylan says it's the loudest pop he's ever been a part of in person. Imagine being in that building for that, and he said, "My brother Drew was jumping up and down and hugging random people he'd never he'd never met before. They were just hugging. He was just hugging random people because." Sting had come down from the rafters and was, you know, fucking That's cleaning fucking house. Awesome. You know, we so. we watched that um, we watched that show on a on a Twitch stream when we used to do watch alongs. We used to give a shit about our content we produced, um, and we don't actually watch those shows, right? We're talking to the chat the whole time. That is what it is. And brother, when that segment hit, Jeremy and I stopped being goofs that wasn't actually watching things, and like we locked in one of the greatest segments professional wrestling ever the level of joy the audience got out of sting running wild it gives me goosebumps every time I watch. i've watched it so many times and it's that you know what it is man it's, it's the initial excitement but it's that raw energy when they realize that hogan's actually going to get the shit kicked out of him tonight you know because hogan begs off little bees with rob and he says i'm gonna do, and no one's there's like an, an uncertainty as whether or not hogan's gonna get in there and fight right and brother, when Sting starts punching Hope and the place does the, the I always say a WCW thing, but I don't that's probably the wrong term. But you know the classic when a hot tag would happen in WCW and the crowd would do like the boom, boom on every punch, which is a thing that's long gone. They do that for that fucking angle and it is like electric. That's a thing, right? Oracle, where did that go? I think they the double or nothing crowd did it for the Bucks Kingston Moxley match. That's the only time I've heard it in the last 20 years. 
What happened to the thing where we did the boom on every punch for hot take? Uh, that's a really good question. Like, I, I think it was just, you know, part of it is that there's been one person or one entity in town for a long time, and that's not really how they structure their matches or, you know, train their crowds to react. Um, and a lot of times they don't train their crowd well, and, and you know, in the, <laughs> in the first place, um, because they just, you know, reject half the shit they do anyways. But yeah, I, I think part of that was that it's just, that's kind of a Southern charm thing. Like if you ever watch like old Memphis wrestling, like, you know, anytime Lala would make his comeback, it would just be a boom. You know, every time he'd throw one punch, they'd, they'd pop for each punch. Um, same thing for the rock and rolls, you know, yes. you get, you know, you get, uh, you know, Robert Gibson on that hot tag, they're popping for every Robert Gibson punch. And then they're popping for every Ricky and Robert double team. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it's, it's kind of a lost, lost piece of the art in some ways. Um, but I think a lot of it does have to do with, with WWE just, just kind of, that's yeah. not really their style because that was never really a thing that happened in WWE. You know, that, that, that wasn't, you know, I mean, you know, in the eighties, I think it did with Hogan. Right. Um, yeah. but other, otherwise after that, not, you know, not really, not with Brett, not with Sean, really. Um, not with Austin. Austin was, you know, like Austin had a sustained pop right. throughout the whole, I mean, Austin's pops were unique in their own way. You know, it's, it's definitely um, WWF crowds and it's more, you know, now more than ever are very like, they have like the bits they do, right? Like they have like the things that, like, you know, Road Dog does his fucking promo and they say it with him. And like, there's a very, to me, there's a big difference in a WWE crowd in the sense of like what their actual heat is for the match. I find much less commonly in WWE, and this is even at its height, is there that raw heat of like desperation that the babyface is going to win. You know, I recently rewatched the Invasion Survivor Series deal. And we all know what everyone says about the Invasion angle. And, and, and you know, that's whatever. But, I, you know, that match is pretty, is pretty well thought of critically. Like, for the most part, they're purely just, like, sitting there. <laughs> like, there isn't that. And I think that's what the, the you know, the famed hot take response that I'm thinking of is born in is that kind of raw desperation for our guys to win. And, again, if you guys, if you guys go to the double or nothing tag with King and Mox versus the Young Bucks, they actually do it on Kingston's hot tag because they're desperate for them to win. Like, I think it's a, I think you're absolutely right when you talk about how they train their crowds, man. It's very, I don't say insincere, that's unfair, but like, I very rarely find WWE matches have authentic heat. They just have, here are two popular wrestlers and when they do the bits that we recognize, we'll cheer. <laughs> I really think that, you know, maybe that's been right. dismissive, but I think it's a real thing. There's a difference there. Um. Yeah, I don't know, Bob. You right? Yeah, I'm good. Good. Um, Can you hit us with a Fed dead? Uh, yeah, Fed dead. My God, he did it. What happened? I won. Thought <laughs> it was fitting there. It really um, was. <laughs> 
Yeah, this is true. Dave says NXT. NXT crowds had a very different vibe for a while there. But yeah, there was a I, there was a I, long I, stretch where they actually liked the show that they went to. Um, but also, I, can I just say, I'm really upset again because no one actually informed me that we all hated NXT. Because like when I used to violently dunk on it on my pr- program, The Distraction, on Fightful.com, like people seemed to think I was being mean. And like my timeline still pretended that show was good. But like now that it's rebranded, apparently it was sucked all along and I was right. Um, what, what this is think? my favorite bit of your. It's not even a bit, but like you're what actively you, angry about this. It's awesome. Shoot, what do you think that is? Did I did I miss the memo on that? Was it is it my fault? <laughs> no, you know why. Is it my is it my fault for for having a critical opinion of NXT that now everyone also agrees with now that it's come and gone? Look, I mean, according to Twitter today, um, we don't even actually like AEW, and we're just <laughs> pretending to so that people oh. will watch our our podcast. <laughs> Dude, to get a dunk from Bob, he's like, yeah, fucking delete your account, dude. Bob had he deleted that, that tweet, by the way. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Coward. And then that other dipshit started chirping, and Bob DM me his thing. Somebody, like, somebody DM me or put in the private chat who did that because I didn't see it. I don't, I don't know. know. It was it's gone there. now. So oh, was, his take was his take was podcasters pretend they like AEW to to like. Excite the audience to watch his AEW, yeah. And then all of these WWE fans are like, "Facts." And it's like, you idiots. There's more money in us pretending to like your shitty show because you guys all gather around us like we've. It's very bizarre. I didn't know there was any money in any of this. I was gonna say I haven't seen a dime. Hank, now which rules? Because Joe offered to pay me and I I, turned him down. I, 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 okay. I don't understand why this is a big deal. Like. Cause that you know why it's wrestling, man. Fucking tribalism, man. It's wrestling, you know. They can't handle the fact that there are people now that like another company more than their beloved company. But I just, I just find it incredible. They lack so much self awareness. They are currently creating content that's only appealing thing is we are not mean about WWE. All of these people are doing that, right? Yeah. And like you check in their fan, they're like eight views or whatever. And it's like, God bless, man. I'm glad that you're, you know, stand up for the WWE and everyone's enjoying it. Like, fucking get a clue. Do something good. Have some talent. Uh, anyway, well, can we talk about NXT again? No. So I used to tell everyone that NXT got way worse, guys. And they would tell me, actually, no, it's better than ever because it's two hours and they do more good matches on TV, which is definitely the key to good professional wrestling. But then when they rebranded and, and got a rainbow logo, they said that I was right all along. Didn't they debut like thirty people this week, Bob? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they did that last week too. That's just kind of how it's going to go. Which you know, they have a warehouse full of people. They're going to actually use them on TV now. Um, you know, it'd be nice if they would kind of preview them a little bit more before just throwing them into matches and stuff. But that was a super. That was a super vignette heavy show. Like there was like twenty five segments that happened in a two hour show. Yeah. Can you can you imagine um, if what NXT does is they they put together this large roster of wrestlers and then they <laughs> rotate them and they don't put the same guys on every week. So the show feels fresh every week. Um, can you imagine if that happens? Like, I, th- I feel like there'll be some people tweeting about how, what an incredible concept are this you, is and that it hasn't happened before. Are you suggesting that the people that are concerned about hot shotting and stuff don't actually realize how fucking deep this roster is and how many guys, how many guys they've got there over? Man, I saw. Uh, I mean, you got to realize, um, Adam Cole, baby, um, 
is now in a promotion where um, he's maybe not the top guy in the whole promotion mm -hmm. um, that worked in front of 20,000 people tonight, but he could have stayed because he was the top guy on his brand. It's a real take I saw today. It's true. But he never would have heard this. In I that like there's still people that equate NXT and and AEW like who would want to be in it I don't even mean I don't even mean that in like a dismissive or like anti-fed like why would you rather be in in NXT than AEW right now Bob, Bob why would you rather be in NXT than AEW right now um I don't even have like an answer for a bit man that's like, like I guess if you're like a young guy who you know still has goals and isn't like broken down and jaded. Um, look, there's no question like that. If you hit the top of WWE, you're still going to make more money there than you're ever going to make an AW. I don't think that's anything anyone can argue. Um, but like, if you're a 32, 33 year old established professional wrestler, like, yeah, I mean, I'm not telling anyone what to do with their careers because Lord knows Twitter hates when you do that. But <laughs> like, stop it! Stop having opinions on wrestlers you like. Yeah, I just like. Shit. I don't know why you would want to be wrestling oh. in a in a warehouse every oh. week. Oh no! No, no. Yeah, of course they were. Josh has said that one of the ringer dipshits was dunking on Sting wrestling tonight. Listen, Simmons. Fucking, I'll review Raw. Do it. Pay me lots of money. I'll do a show with Bob. Well, see, here's the thing, guys. You can't be excited about Sting wrestling on TV, but then also be upset that Goldberg was world champion. You can't do that. Those are those are equal things, and you should you should be upset about both, or you should be happy problem. about both. Why do I mean, we do this on every show? Because <laughs> we can't help ourselves. Because we don't reply to it on Twitter, so we do it on here. Um, <laughs> I was happy about both, by the way. And that's you know, fine. I don't have any problem. Like, I like Goldberg. Or, I mean, I think it's probably – we're probably at the end of the rope there from that mm. Royal Rumble match I saw. But yes. Oh, it got worse. Yes. But there's a, big, there's a big difference between being in title matches and, and being in a, a tag team showcase match on you – know, it's the same thing. It's the same uh, people who tried to, to tell us that the – I don't even care listen, about that. Listen, so. listen, listen. These – these types of fans and AJ Styles all have one thing in common. Oh, no. They believe the earth is flat. Oh, I thought you were just going to say bootlickers. That could have went so many places. <laughs> that ruled. You could have brought both political views into it. You could have gone every which way. <laughs> Bob, do you but, co sign AJ Styles' social beliefs? Uh, no, I do not. Do you co sign his political beliefs? Also, no. Do you agree that he's a bootlicker? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Do you agree that you're a bootlicker? No. Do you agree that you're friends of at least 25 people that are bootlickers on social media? Yes. God bless. I mean... Yes! yes. <laughs> 25, I see. I... Like, I can only speak for myself, but I think... I think... Uh, I think that... The Oracle and, and Joseph fall in the same boat. Bob is Bob, so um, we don't know here. But, like, our genuine excitement and like of AEW and their product and our dislike of WWE, which ranges between the three of us, I think 
you know, we're at different levels of that, are two very separate things. Um, they're not associated with each other, which seems to be, you know, what we're talking about here. Like, if you if you dislike AW solely because you like WWE, then that's kind of weird. Um, yeah, I I'm, it is. I mean, I, I might have done that for a little bit in the early days. No. Um, <laughs> but can I say something? And I wanted to bring this up earlier when, when, when Bob put the hat on. I'm changing the subject a little bit. <laughs> this, this is when our show well, is at its best, by the way. So, just listen, the record. Last January, January 2020, I'm, I'm on Twitter during Royal Rumble weekend. Okay. <laughs> and some fucking guy I've never heard of, some Robert O'Neill gimmick, I've never heard of this guy, gets ridiculous numbers for putting on a fucking cowboy's hat that looks like a dick. <laughs> and and it's just it's from that day forward Robert O'Neill was born the gimmick was born for you we've been dealing with him for much longer do you guys think, like, honestly like, do you guys think he's a real person Bob yeah. Bob are you real Yes. First of all, I'm not sure he was real before that. I mean, you, I mean, you guys claim he was real. I never interacted with Bob once. You weren't missing much before 2020. I, I think Bob would agree with that. Oh yeah, he was a piece of shit. He he may be a cyborg. <laughs> I mean, let's be clear. I was a piece of shit on Twitter for a long time. Levels. I'm blocked. I'm blocked by my favorite wrestler, and that's my Shoot. punishment for that. Shoot, it's all we're all honest with each other. Levels to the game, right? Like, yeah, you know, a, a hint of humor to your work, shoot, that Bob's generation just well, failed to capture. Very much failed to capture. That is true. Yeah. Well, I keep, I, 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 I keep hearing that Bob was on some like heel run in 2018, 2019, but yeah. I have no memory of this. He was awful, dude. Yeah, he was really just terrible. Was not ideal. Yeah. Bob he was beaded for a couple smallest, months. He'd find the smallest guy on the timeline and just just fucking eviscerate them. And, and that's the thing. DMs. Like, you know, not to justify the tribalism or whatever, but it is easy to get caught up in when everyone else that, you know, you talk to is caught up in it too. When everyone else you talk to is a great big fucking loser. Yeah. Fair. But I mean I remember when I would tweet about dynamite and people would just reply to me with watching NXT and I'd just be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I wasn't telling you to watch AEW. I was. Yeah. Fucking hell, man. I don't know, man. It's it's weird. It's better. None of it's necessary. It has gotten better. Um, you know, but there are still people that. Bob was actually talking, and we're just. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Also, you know what sucks is I did that again, and I did a much better version, and you don't do that one. Do it again now. I didn't edit it. I didn't. Not That's... you, Bob. Do the sound again. <laughs> Moment's got to be right. That worked out perfectly. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't edit that together, pal. The, the great Hester did. I did. I'm not doing. I'm not editing it so you look better. I just took, stole it from Twitter. What do you think I am here? That's fair. Oh man! People listening don't know if you did that off the cuff, or you, they they may think you just did it the same way four times over. They don't know. They'll never know. Um, this is what I'm talking about. See, this is this is the thing: is Bob 
I realised that Bob was a cyborg when we all got up and left, and he talked uninterrupted for three minutes straight. That fucking ruled. Because what that was him hitting like, the emer- that was your that was you hitting the emergency button. Yeah, it was incredible. I'm not going to sit here and stare at the camera. That would have been pretty awesome, though. That's true. Would have been much funnier, to be fair. Like you no. actually stalled for us, like we were all going to come back and do it. Like it was really interesting the way you approached that, right? <laughs> like you, you basically just took a sincere look of like, well, I guess they will have to do something at the exact same time. I just feel we feel the air here while they. Yeah, what a great bit. Yeah. No, you know what the thing is? I just get tired at the end of these, and I don't have much to say. I love so much when, like, you you tweet out your Snoopy gif while we're still on the air. (laughs) And then, like, two hours later, you're still tweeting. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We've all played. We've all done that play, right? I am. Yeah. I'm tired, guys. I'm going to sleep. Four hours later. <laughs> fuck, did you see this? <laughs> I um, I plan to take off work Friday so I could sleep in for our big show. And then my boss is like, oh, there's too many other people off. You need to work unless you have a really good reason. And I'm like, well, not really. <laughs> so. I can't believe you. Are you familiar with the late night grin? <laughs> <laughs> the, the way that you phrase that, so I can sleep in for our big show. But we're on fucking Broadway or something. <laughs> That's a big deal. <laughs> We're big stars, man. We got our own. Well, you know, uh, web tomorrow, domain. So on Friday, I decided that I'm going to pick a wrestler that that is topical this week. Oh, I'm oh going my. to watch. Uh, I'm going to watch some Owen Hart. Okay. And 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 we'll discuss Owen Hart on uh, on Friday. That's awesome. Yeah, I might I'm actually able to contribute to that. Yeah, that sounds fun. Well, I'm not like. This fascinates me because I'm not hugely educated on his match catalog, so I'm really intrigued where, where you went with that. Because I haven't seen the Stampede stuff. I know I need to, but I haven't. Yeah, um, I haven't seen that either, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> Have you seen his WCW work? Briefly. Briefly, like one or two of his matches. Yeah, I think I've seen they, like one. Um, I'm intru- I, I actually said this. I, was, I meant to do this two hours ago, but I'll do it now. I'm really intrigued on this. I mentioned earlier, I referenced, and this is probably going to be our actual closing discussion, okay, guys? Because it could be a long one. I mentioned earlier that I don't think it's wrong for FTR to call themselves living legends. I think, you know, when they look back on, one day people will be very, very impressed by their body of work. Even though it's not too deep, I mean, that NXT run is incredible. I think they've done some great stuff in AEW. Even the matches in WWE I thought were very fun. Where are we at if they actually retire tomorrow, which, again, we, we're not doing. But I do think it's – I don't think they're going to be long for the business. Like, Dax has always said 40, and I think he's 38. 37. Wow, really? I didn't know he was that old. I think – I could be wrong. So, you know. Um, where are they no, – I'm not asking you to rank them. I'm just intrigued. Where would you place them in sort of historical context? Um, I'll start with you. Or, oh, God, what's happened? Shoot. Oh no, this is bad. Is it the chat? Yeah. <sighs> oh no. Just saw a tweet that said Cody wasn't affected by the black mist because he doesn't see colour. Oh, I'm sorry, but oh okay. Um Oracle. I'm intrigued, and again, this is not me like framing it a certain way we have to rank them. I'm just intrigued. If they retire tomorrow, where do they stand in history as a professional wrestling tag team? I think they will rate really highly. First of all, I think people will go back and watch some of their Raw and SmackDown stuff 
and yeah. their main event stuff and maybe I know you, I mean it's kind of a funny thing to say their main event stuff but for real their main event matches yeah. were quite good um, and people will go back and they'll find handhelds of their do you remember when they worked Rude and Gable on the circuit and they're fucking mm-hmm. going 30 or 40 minutes and these and it's like it's just insane what how much is- hype Dax has all of that footage, <laughs> which I don't know if that pops me or if he's making me ashamed to be a fan of his. <laughs> I don't know, but it fucking rules. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, and let's be honest, some of that will surface. Um, and, you know, people are going to look back on that period, too. They're going to go, you know what? They weren't used at all. Like, fuck not being used properly. They weren't even used half the time. Yeah. Um, and they're going to say, hey, they weren't used great when they were. They weren't used most of the time, but when they were, they were still really fucking good. And that 18-month run in NXT is legitimately the best 18-month run in the history of WWF in tag wrestling. In the history, in terms of that one 18-month run, okay? In that one 18-month run, there's no tag team Okay, yes, just tag team runs. Sorry, I don't want to say, yeah. In terms of, I think overall, I would have I would have the Usos ranked higher. Um, but in terms of that 18-month period in NXT, which was like October 15, yeah. when, they, when they wrestled the Dusty Tournament, um, up until April 17, when they wrestled the yeah. Triple Threat match, uh, many weekend, uh, that's the best run in the history of the WWF tag division. Not even close. It's the best tag run just in that peak 18-month period in the last 20 years easily. Um, probably the last 25 years. Oh my God. Um, you know, the Briscoes are up there, especially when especially when, when they had their best stuff in the 2000s in Ring of Honor. Um which I, I have actually seen some of those matches on my ROH DVDs. I've seen some of those Briscoe matches, folks. Um, as I've said, sometimes I'll talk, I'll bullshit, but um, I actually have seen those matches. Um, I never but, uh, lie about wrestling I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, other, other than other than maybe the Briscoes, and again, I haven't seen even near the catalog of the work that I should have seen of theirs, but I've seen four, four or five of their more you know more highly touted matches and they are pretty great um and at least they're a team that is being discussed in the last 20 years as as a like an all-time great run from from what i've seen that 18 month run is the best in the last 20 probably probably 25 years um i think their aw run is when they're on they're great they don't always have I don't know. It's weird. Like when they first came in, it's it it felt like things weren't clicking at first. I think they kind of had to find their way. I remember there was a Lucha Bros tag they worked and it just wasn't yeah. good. Like I was like, this ain't working. Like mm-hmm. they were working the Lucha Bros match and it's just it was not it was not the match that they should have worked. Um, Does but, Joe have a bird in his house or something? What? <laughs> Very confusing what's going on above me. Please continue. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
But uh, I wonder what goes on at a quarter to six a.m. in London. Um, that's when the mail comes. This could be quite the visual here because this. <laughs> anyway, um, but I, I will say that a month thing's fascinating to me. You know, I'm trying to think of the alternatives. Like, what would be the Usos' best eighteen months? The like from the heel turn, I guess. Right, February seventeen through to. I guess no, because then they kind of go off the scene again. Though. No, they don't really have a top. Like they all could, and frankly, bless them. But they're they're many, um, you know, they're many, <laughs> they're many trials and tribulations. That doesn't help, right? Like there's always a period where they slide down again. Um, I'll say this: I don't know how long the run was, Oracle, but Roddy and O'Reilly were an incredible team for a minute there in NXT. An yeah, incredible team. Were. Um, I remember vividly the the. Uh, Birch and Lorcan, Mustache Man, in those matches being crazy, but I think it was pretty short lived because Fish came back, right? So, yeah, you know, yeah, it was about six, right. eight months. Yeah. yeah. How long was American Alpha? Short. Six short months. Short. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was about nine months. Blake, Blake and Murphy. <laughs> they were actually good. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were, but they, they, they were never really put in a position to have, like, yeah, that was before great, that. You know what I mean? Like, that was they actually, they were, t- um, do you guys know who Buddy Murphy is now? Buddy Matthews. He's an Australian professional wrestler. Um, yes. He, he did not about, debut tonight. He was talking about this, that run. And he was like, we completely worked ourselves. Like, our time would get cut and we would just cut our whole heat segment. Like, we would just feed them, cut them off, and immediately do the hot tag. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> we thought we were being team players and we were dead in the water. And he said, like, when they took Alexa, they were like, yeah, this is, you know, that was. Yeah. This, that's 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 something that I should you know I mean like I always have all these dumb projects that I never go through with but it'd be interesting to kind of like watch like ten to fifty you know ten to twelve matches of like FTR during their run then like ten to twelve of the Hardys uh, you know watch 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 a little bit more of those Briscoe stuff watch watch the like Young Buck stuff mm. from where you know whenever I guess what would be like the PWG ROH two thousand ten years maybe right. For the Bucks, yeah, I mean, I you would, the Bucks you would have, have got a lot of options, I right, think, right? Right, right, yeah. yeah. But it, it, it would be interesting to, to kind of compare and contrast um, because, yeah. honestly, the one the two teams that I have the most knowledge of would be FTR and the Hardys in that group. Um, and, of course, Usos would be would be another one to watch. But it's, it's, it's an interesting discussion to have. Um, but I, I truly believe from, from what I've seen, and, again, I, 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 I have my gaps – that that eighteen month run. Yeah. yeah. I, I and I completely agree. I, I think I think a big part of it, honestly, and this is kind of unfair and dumb, but I think it's true. Historically, it, I think it and this doesn't bode well. It may kind of rely on how NXT holds up. <laughs> so yeah. good luck. Because we that lived it know that when they were the top team in NXT, NXT kind of ruled. Um, it ruled actually. I might say kind of it ruled. Yeah, it was the brand in wrestling. Even twenty years, NXT is a thing that people like remember for being this really funny scene at the end. I think their peak being there could hurt them in some ways. If that makes any sense whatsoever, in the same way that some teams' is best work is going to be in TNA, and that hurts them to this day. Like it is what it is, right? It's just the way that that stuff unfolds. Also, in terms of skill. If they're on the big board in front of me, there are very few teams that I'm going to take before the revival. If you're like 
they are incredible. It's just fascinating for me to try and figure out where they stand in a kind of grander context. Anything on that shoot? Any any thoughts? I mean, that's hard. It's hard for me. Um, they're probably in my top ten all time, which I couldn't Excellent. even tell you what my top ten all time is. Next to Harlem Heat. I that's exactly where I was going. You son of a bitch. <laughs> um. But yeah, they're. I mean, they're still one of my favorite teams ever. Um. They fascinate me too because, just from a personal standpoint, like I think they're my wife's favorite tag team, and like you wouldn't think that because they're kind of like, you know what I mean? Like they're they're, yeah. they're supposed to appeal to like more Dorks. to the nerds, and yeah, yeah <laughs> she loves them. Um, I I mean I think their AW runs been better than they get credit for, um, and I don't think I don't think their AW runs peaked yet. Um, I don't know what that's going to look like, but I, I'm guessing they've got at least one more classic match in their bag before they're done. Um, that'd be an that'd be an interesting topic, and it would be hard for like top ten tag teams ever. And you know, some of that's going to be um, biased, and like I'm like I'm sure I'd put the Rockers in there. I don't know if they actually should, should be in just, there. Should we just try and do it? The Rockers are oh. fucking awesome, dude. God, I love the Rockers. The man. AWA, like really- if if like their AWA stuff alone is like. And of course, they were awesome there. WF, don't get me wrong, they were great. But if you include that with their AWA stuff, holy shit! Like there, that that listen, this is it's a feud I've seen more than once because I because I had a Buddy Rose compilation after I graduated high school, and I watched the whole thing. Um, I'm I'm very selective with the things that I watch, folks. I'm very weird. Uh, I, I have I have lots of gaps in things like Ring of Honor and and uh, and and even all Japan and, and stuff like that. But I'll, I'll watch a buddy Rose comp from, you know, I'll, you know, all fucking day. But, um, I have seen the buddy Rose and Doug Summers versus midnight rockers feud twice. I saw it on the buddy Rose compilation. Then I saw it again, watching AWA on the 80 set. And that's the, one of the damnedest feuds I've ever seen. They have a famous bloodbath from August of 86 at the showboat. It is a must-see classic. Uh, they have some cage matches that are incredible. When the Rockers jump over to WWF, um, actually they went to WWF, then they got fired, then they came, then they went back to AWA, then they came back. Um, they have great matches with Arn and Tully. They have great, great matches. Team. Yep. Have you ever uh, seen when they, like Arn once said, he was like, "Listen, people loved the rock and roll." So they were easy to work with, but like they can't touch the rockers physically wow. like, in terms of what they could do. Yeah. And like it was one of those interviews where Arn, like you know, Arn's a lunatic and he pretends it's like a shoot. So like maybe he was just, but like if you really think about what they could do in an athletic sense, yeah, like, it isn't unbelievable. I mean, because obviously Ricky Morton was you know great, but Robert Gibson was Robert Gibson, you know, and that's fine. That was the team, but like I, I could believe it. It's just it's interesting in terms of. I don't know, Oracle, you're way more well-versed in them than I am, but, like... Are they in everybody's top ten, the Rock and Roll Express? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They're, yeah. like, a lock, right? I, yeah. I have... I. They feel like they should be. I have... They're, unfortunately, a gap for... Like, I, I've seen, yeah, like, a handful of their classic stuff, but it's still, like... Dude, it rules so much that Oracle's, like, they're a gap for me, and he's definitely seen more of their matches than me. Well, Bob, like, I, 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 yeah, I've seen probably four or five, but, like... I've probably seen 20, 30... <laughs> Rock and roll matches. Exactly. 
you know. That's, that's not a gap for me. That's a fucking rock solid piece of knowledge. <laughs> I would, after watching the world class stuff, I would put the Freebirds in there. Um, maybe not in ring, but I don't care. That I don't do just an in ring list. Um, they were fucking incredible. Um, God, I could even make a case for the Von Erics, honestly. But um, you got to have the Usos. I think they're in the top ten now. The Bucks are. Yeah, they're in my top ten. Yeah, they're the Bucks are probably my top three. Um, I've got I've got Briscoes for sure, who have been consistently excellent for like twenty years. I have I have got to see because I, I said I've seen like four or five matches on those DVDs. I've got yeah. to see more because everything I've seen of them fucking rules. Yeah, I haven't yeah, seen you would love them. Rank them. Um, Steiners. Yeah, the Steiners. The thing with the Steiners is, oh, I don't even want to do it. The Steiners fucking rule. I'm not even going to, like, because of how weird they are stylistically, they have, their matches are kind of, like, they are, I could I could see someone watching them today and being, like, not getting it because they just, uh, often just beat the fuck up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's almost certainly why I love them. So, yeah, they're in my top ten. You know who I probably, they weren't around long enough to be in the top ten, but goddamn Pillman and Austin ruled. Um, yeah, that was a great fucking tag team. It's such a short run. It's such a shame. Yeah, they broke them up way too. All foundations that come out in the chat. I don't like. I'm, I'm don't sorry, like but what, what? What? Midnight Express. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I have not, and that's another one because I have not seen any. I'll, I'll be straight up. I've not seen that's like a single Midnight Express Mid South tag. And they still feel like a top ten team to me. I yeah. know that's that's a shocker. I've not. I've, I mean, they are a bright spot for years when the promotion is giving them no reason to be a fucking bright spot. Like, <laughs> and that, that's just crazy. Like 80, 80, I've seen a lot of eighty-eight through ninety midnights, like the last three years of their you know legendary midnight run. Me too. That's basically all I've seen. Listen, dude. Like, as baby faces and as heels, holy shit! Yeah. Like. That that's easily just in that three year run. That's 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 an easily top ten. I mean, there's no there's no question. Like, um, <laughs> James says, do you guys was, really not like New yeah, Day? Yeah, New Day's in the top ten. <laughs> yeah, I I do 10. like New Day a lot. Um, I I really do. They they're very consistent. You know, they 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 have the classic feud with the Usos, and then they don't have like another. They don't have many more home run matches. But if you, if I feel like if you go back and you watch New Day tags, you're gonna go back and go, "Oh, that was very good." You know, that was good. That was good. They are. I'm it's not a star rating guy, but they are like, like they could have a freestyle match with us. Mm-hmm. They very seldom like color outside of those lines, and that's fine. But like, I'll, I'll be. This is my honest take, and whatever. But like, when they had that match with the Street Profits, I was like, that was good. And like, people said it was like a great match, and I was like. Oh, it was good. I, I don't think they strive to have great matches as much as I'd like. Now, if I'm removing that kind of level of nerd to it, like as an act, they're one of the greatest acts in the history of what they're to be. I think New Day is the greatest stable in yeah. national professional wrestling history when you consider success, longevity, mm-hmm. not getting stale, not getting – like I don't think I anyone think, touches them. I think, I think in terms of significance – the shield is a really interesting one. They're and the so only bad. reason I don't think they're a lock for number one, honestly, is because WWE fucked up so much of the follow-up because they got, look, let's be honest, they messed up 
each of those guys in one way or another, they just trotting shit, right? Yeah. They all ended up being top guys. Well, the other thing I would say about that, though, is like they did that after they were together. New Day, like they've got no, two right, world yeah. champions while still being together. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. I actually think you're great, yeah. I don't think Woods – I mean, you I, you could convince me that they could put the world title on Woods. I don't think oh, it will yeah. probably ever happen, but um, – Dude, Miz but yeah. at some I mean, point. Woods is fucking awesome. He's great. Um in ring, he's guy. actually my favorite. <laughs> and yeah, as I say, in ring, he's the best of the three. I think um, Biggie's the most complete of the three, and Kofi's just Kofi. Like he was, he at one point he was my favorite wrestler there for a while. Like there's just something about Kofi. That's a great fucking group. I agree. I can't argue. And that. they um, stood their ground. Yep. Like the fact that they've stayed together. Um, even when they got, they weren't broken up, but they got put on separate brands. They like refused to, you know, not still be tied together. Like, yeah, I don't think anyone can touch them. Um, you know, the NWO is an interesting one, but I think that got so out of hand that it's hard to quantify exactly what the NWO even was. Um, so true, man. Honestly, that is, that is exactly it. My instinctual reaction was NWO and it's like, you're right. It became so much more than that initial angle. How could you possibly, how could you possibly rank it against something is sort of, I don't want to say wholesome, but something as complete as what New Day is, you know? And New Day has just been New Day. I mean, it's just been the three of them. Like, What's crazy about New Day is in a different territory, they would have made it in house shows for the last six years in trios matches. Um, they're never going to be able to do that in WWE, and they still feel like the best faction. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like when they were working the Usos, how was that not like the main event program on SmackDown? Like the champs were Jinder and Natty at that time. They don't do it that way. It's, that's what I'm saying. But like, how great! Yeah. You know, you talk about rock and roll versus midnight and all the great business they did. And I'm not look. I'm not saying that if you had their main event, they'd have popped them up the houses. That's not really how wrestling WWE at least works nowadays, right? But like, it's just a different thing. It's, it's just, I don't want to say it's a shame they've had a great run, but you get what I'm saying. Like, it could have even been more than it was. Did New Day and Shield overlap? I guess they did, kind of, right? Yeah. I don't know. They had that match at um, Survivor Series. Remember that? No. <laughs> honestly, honestly, one of the greatest, and I mean this, I'm doing this to, well, pop the group, but also just to get reactions. Uh, one of one of the greatest groups of all time was Team UWF when they featured New Japan 1986. Uh Fuck that's, off, man. That, like, what the fuck? No, I'm, no, I'm, I'm just I'm, kidding. I'm, I'm dead serious. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's like one of my favorite. That's like like that whole like original UWF crew that came in did that feud in 86. That's like one of the best ever. All those tags are like must see. Um, but, uh, you know, don't don't, don't let uh, TV Asahi, uh, you know, get you trying to watch those matches. Fuck um, them. They went for yeah. tape machines, god damn it. Fucking pulling screenshots. That's incredible. Yeah. So we did a we did a draft on the our pals True Hill Heat channel. And when, when they picked New Japan guys, they couldn't use pictures when they put up the board, like because they would get copyright shots. They had to like drawings of them. How wow. insane is that? So like an hour and a half podcast, they would show the screen of who we picked. They couldn't have a picture of Okada next to the 25 WWE guys. They would get copyright shots. That is insane, right? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Crazy. 
don't have a like, especially for it's even wilder. It's that promotion that's whole thing was built on people fucking gifting and clipping their shit. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I fucking just post like videos from AEW shows all the time on my Twitter, and nothing's ever happened to me. Well, you're, <laughs> like, you're we know what that is, though, right? Well, yeah, I'm on the payroll, but yeah, same. Um, <laughs> any other tag teams, Bob? Any teams you'd like to throw into the conversation of top 10? Maybe no, I don't brother. think like anyone in particular that you guys didn't mention. I guess I'm just... Uh... Dude, one of my best ever bits was when I, I tried to have an argument with Bob that the good brother should have been in the top 50 WWE tag teams. And like, it's such a, it, it's such a nothing conversation. You, you couldn't even have an opinion on it. Like I said to Bob, I was like, Bob, they should be in there, right? And I wanted Bob to get fired up and be like, no, because this, that, and they're the bad brothers. And Bob pulled up this fucking list, and he's like, I guess, man, I don't know. <laughs> They've got like 10 good tag teams, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that list was bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I guess I'm just curious um, where you guys kind of stand as a group on the three like TLC tag teams, because they didn't come up, and I mean, you know, they're hit or miss, but they have a place in history, I think. Yeah, all right, so... The Hardys didn't Ooh. come up in fans. Yeah. Or yeah, Hardys are great. Like, here's the thing with the Hardys. Like, they're not. If if you go back and watch, and like I get it, that's not really a period that some people are fond of anymore. But if you go back and watch their Attitude Era stuff, they were consistently having good TV matches like every week. Like now, sometimes you have to dig deep and go on the sea shows and watch like Heat and shit. But Jeff is out here doing like, you know. 450 splashes and crazy dot like they like they're awesome not to mention that i had a i had a tape probably that i that was given to me passed down um uh, of um omega stuff on it <laughs> they're fucking good in omega man like wow they they're some of the better backyarder turn racers you'll old. ever see like <laughs> those those guys are good man like and I really like their return run uh, in 06, 07. Great feud with Eminem. A couple great yeah, matches. Yeah, they're good matches. Yeah. Uh, I like the Murdoch Cade feud. You know, those matches were a little disappointing in some ways, but I thought they were solid. Like, I, like it was a fun TV feud, and, 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 and I thought they delivered just, just like right at the right level you wanted them to have. In some ways, at the time, I wanted them to have a little bit better matches, but they, like, They've been consistent for a really long time. Um, the only stuff that's been highly pimped to theirs that I haven't seen is that three-ray feud with with the Dudleys and uh, the Wolves. Oh, don't do that. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if I would like it. Um, I've you wouldn't like it. It's but... it's cool, man. It's a tribute to that. But like, you know, it is what it is. I, Edge and Christian, are a fascinating case of what I said about New Day, where it's like. I think skill wise, they if they was in a different scenario, they would probably be locked in at like a top five. I was gonna ask you about them because I was gonna say they were the best of the three, but that's totally based on my opinion I, of not rewatching the stuff, and I don't I, know if that's actually like something people agree with. See, anymore. I I agree. I think as a heel team, they had the skill set of an incredible team. I don't know how many great actual tag matches they had because of how fucking weird that promotion is with tag wrestling. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. So like I said earlier, Midnight's Rock and Roll, right? I think there's a world in which if you give Edge and Christian 25 minutes with the Hardy Boys, they have 
an extraordinary tag match. Now, listen, guys, I'm not an expert on mid, you know, a 2000s WWF. Have you seen the cage match? That match is great. Yes, yes, I've seen the cage. Like, I don't know what's their best straight two on two match, Edge and Christian, because they only have a short run, right? As a I team. Mean, the let me think about it. I like the 2001 Rumble title change against against the Dudleys. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure that's a straight tag match. It's like 10, 12 minutes. It's very good, hot crowd. Of course, you know, it was, it was a peak promotion in a lot of ways. I hate that that is all, like, that 10 to 12 in the middle deal that they always have is, like, it's a real thing there, right? Like, how many tag title matches go 12 minutes in that promotion? Yeah. Well, they, <laughs> well, they also had that uh, that uh, that X6 man, you know, Edge, Christian, Kurt Angle, uh, against Rikishi yeah. and Tuchel from the opener of Dungeons 2000. That's, that's like, great opener. But it's only, like, nine minutes, you know? Yeah. Um, good matches, to be clear, good matches because they were obviously good enough to have good matches in that time. But like, I just wish they could have had a chance to have the big epic tags. You know, I, st- I guess that's what I'm saying. Um, you know, a modern team that was really good that we forgot to bring up: Gallows and Anderson. Well, yes, but uh, fucking Cesaro and Sheamus. Mm. Oh, the, the bar ruled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a lot of issues with that team. I'm not against them here at this time. <laughs> oh, that's right. We've 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 we've, we've had this. this we've, we've we've discussed this. And Oracle like actually had the nerve to say to me, "I should rewatch the, a fucking Iron Man with the Hardy Boys." And I said, "Bro, I don't even know what that." I said, "Bro, that match." Yo, is it because they're foreign? Absolutely. Why? Um, <laughs> I don't think they ever had matches as good as they should have because I think they're both incredible wrestlers. That's my genuine opinion on the North. That's I, fair. Not the North. Fuck the bar. The North count in the chat. Sorry. Um, I really I like Austin just... Benjamin, but they didn't weren't around that long. Mm-hmm. They're another one, right? Like, God, imagine them in another setting, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I just Cesaro's maybe the greatest tag wrestler ever. Like, legit, is in the conversation. I think, and Sheamus is just incredible first wrestler, great TV wrestler, especially. So, like to me, they should have like a collection of classics. And I found a lot of their bigger matches were just like they were just good, which is cool. <laughs> I just didn't. I never thought they. I never thought they quite. Ex- you know, went above that. Now, again, I haven't watched that Iron Man back, and I, I probably never watched for a 30-minute match with 2017 Matt Hardy. I'm sorry, I've got my limits. I just... And again, like, the booking yeah. matters. Like, Kevin mentions, like, they lost to Braun and fucking Nick. Like, it is what it is. Like, it's not... Again, we're going in circles now, because I know I keep saying it, but, like, it isn't a tag territory, right? Like, it's only so far you can go in there. It is what it is. No, no. Now that Cesaro Tyson Kid tag team, I think that might have been the best. That was a good team, yeah. That was a great much for that team. Yeah, that was That's so fair. good. Six months, man. It was like it was a hell of a run. Kid was excellent, wasn't he? Really mm-hmm. excellent. To our guy, a great timing, man. He was so smooth. Remember when he went back to NXT and was just like fucking awesome? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He was one of their original top guys. Yeah, <laughs> fucking crazy. So he was, um, and in many ways, he was kind of a trendsetter in that idea that like this brand can be a place where the you know, smaller mechanics get a shot, you know, and obviously that became fucking saying else completely. But um have you got to talk about American Alpha? Listen, American Alpha in terms of talent. Yeah. If they if things work differently again Chad, Chad Gable's a great tag wrestler. Man is he yes, good. He I mean is. he's a great wrestler in general, but yeah he's, he's had excellent. like multiple tag teams and he's they've all been good. All of them. That Alpha revival feud is so weird because it's just like one of the least WWE things to ever happen in WWE. It's like a 
it's like it's transported from a southern promotion. It's just like landed in fucking Triple H's NXT, and they got called up, and it was as awkward as you'd expect. It was like yep. they never figured it out. Um, Bob Ryan mentions mostly Machine Guns, and like they're at, like I haven't watched enough of their best stuff. Like their level of influence is insane, dude. Like people still want more mostly Machine Guns. Like they they deserve to be in the conversation. I just not educated enough to tell you how high or low they are. That's a huge hole for me, shockingly, but. Total non-stop action. Yeah. That will change soon when they sign Australian Dynamo Buddy Matthews. <laughs> I will be honest with you. And I haven't gone back to watch this stuff. Some of it I have, a few of it. America's Most Wanted was a really good tag team. AMW were really good. Yes. Like, Storm was a great tag team. Like most of their, like they, I mean, other than AJ, when like, when, you know, when AJ was paired up, you know, I mean, AJ could have a good match with pretty much anybody. Yeah. But like, other than AJ, they were always like, I mean, they would wrestle like, you know, the Disciples of Sin and whatever the hell, or, or, or Disciples of the New Church, or like fucking, mm-hmm. you know, the Naturals, who, you know, were a good tag team. Um, and of course, you know, they're, they're famous too with Triple X. Dude, they were like the one thing that pretty much always was like, well, at least this will be decent at least on, yeah. on, on the weekly shows. I, I love the, um, this is a couple years after that. You mentioned AJ when he would like, like him and Daniels had that run as a tag, right? And that program they had with LAX ruled so much, dude. Yes. They had like a bloodbath in the cage and yes. <laughs> it was an incredible that piece was a, of business. That was a great that was a great feud. TNA actually was like kind of it wasn't quite to the extreme of like what AEW is today, obviously, but like it kind of was a little bit of a home for good tag wrestling for a while there, right? Fair to say. Like, I mean, because even when um when Hogan and Bischoff come in, they do like the best of five or best of seven with beer money and most machine guns. Like, like even then, it was a thing. They just never, I haven't ever focused in the way they should have, but whatever. Here's a random question because we just talked about Gable. Just hypothetically, he leaves WWE and comes to AEW. You can tag him up with anyone in that promotion who you're going with. Hmm. See, we've always been an arsehole, I would say, Buddy Matthews, but I'm not going to do that. You could also say Johnny Gargano, but oh my god, that would be a good team. Yeah, Stallion Rogers. There you go. <laughs> that would be fun. It rules because all of his partners have been completely different from each other, so I don't even know what the archetype is. Like yeah. Bob Rude was like his big brother. <laughs> Jordan was this fucking just boy. Like he would do the big hot tag, right? And now he's team with Otis. Shelton, don't forget about oh, the Shelton. Lee Moriarty. Shelton, yeah. yeah. I'm actually intrigued. Yeah. I want chat to help with this because I haven't. I'm, I don't remember anyone. So a go-go. That's a hot. That's where he's just doing all the work and then fucking tagging out and. Do you remember Anthony a go-go dude? Yeah, he's hurt again. Um, really, Gargano and Champa were really good too, um, and I don't really like Champa that much. Um, like as a team, I was a big fan of them. Is that like? Is that like? Is he bad? Is he problematic? No, I just uh, – it just doesn't work for me. Like, when, when he became champion, I just felt like – I'm probably totally wrong about this, but my opinion of him was, like, he was playing a professional wrestler. That's the way he came off to me. Um, yeah. I just didn't buy him as a top guy. I liked him in the tag team, but – What was it he used to do? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I hated that shit. Gable and Wardlow as a babyface oh, team God is bless. awesome. Brian Danielson is a great call, yeah. The Lucha Bros, I haven't seen enough of their matches before AEW. 
I'm still Gable and Moriarty's got me fired up. That's such a great idea. <laughs> we should. Yeah, that's, that close. is a great idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> Moriarty's a fascinating one for me. I can't wait to see what they do with him because he's so different than anybody else. Yeah, Danielson's gonna fucking. Give them twenty minutes at Universal Studios. Did did uh, did, uh, did uh, Moriarty work uh, Elevation tonight? I don't. I've only seen Big Show. Um, I think Goalie's left. He would be the guy who could tell us. Or sorry, I was a little Big bit. Show. Yeah, I was uh, a little bit late to that. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know what else happened. I think I know Thunder Rosa wrestled somebody, but I don't know anything else. Fair. Um, and I don't want to look it up, even though there's not really spoilers for Elevation, because you know who's going to win every match. Thanks. Yeah. Um, guys, can, can I? Can we go sleep now? Sure. It's probably. Oh, you, want, you don't want to go four hours on a Wednesday? Well, I just looked at the time, and it's quarter past six, and I feel like I probably should, you know, now look ahead to the day that will be. Um, this has been fun, though. I nearly, I nearly, you know, I had my heart broken in the middle there by my friend Jack Crosby, who I have since made it clear in our group chat that. I'm actually not mad at him because I fear that Jack may actually have taken that very personally. I hope that's not the case. I did take it personally. But that's my you know bullet to bear. Um, Bob, do you want to close out for us? Before you do that, does anyone got anything else to say? They only taped three matches for Elevation. That rules. That means Eddie's going to just do fucking impromptu com. Um, Oracle, anything to add before Bob takes us home here with his famed outro? Uh no, not really. All I know is that yeah. Joseph's got to be uh, up in less than 14 hours. Less than 14 Very, hours. I don't think I'm going to sleep, let alone getting out. That's another thing. Anyway, Bob, do the outro and then confirm shoot. Uh, if that is your real name. <laughs> <laughs> you do the thing where you, you know, that thing you do with the, when you normally have a cowboy hat. Well, yeah, I don't do it when I don't have the hat. Okay. Well, we have to figure out something else. Bob, if you yep. got like a punchline you can put on the end of your outro. Um, right now, no, but maybe in the next 15 oh, seconds as I'm getting there, I could you need to read the cold personality. Oh, yeah, I really don't want to, but I think you should sing it. He's not going to sing it. We'll get what we can out of him, okay? Devin, you sing it. No, <laughs> <laughs> there's a clear role for Bob to play here, okay? It's not, let's not spread it around like that. He yeah. looked like he was thinking about it for a second. I, I thought about it. <laughs> Don't think about it. Never do that. It'll be clipped forever. I was going to sing uh, Rocky Top last week for SmackDown in Knoxville, but I realized that bit was only for probably Matt and Devin and me. Go ahead and do that now. I'm not going to do that now. What, what the? Jesus, are you in prison? <laughs> yes. Oh, Jeremy. Jeremy, what? are you in trouble? No. Why the fuck are y'all still <laughs> I just clicked the link because I was like well there's no way these lunatics are still fucking we, give we were going home want, man. we were going home you've come in slightly... how many people are still here Joseph 25 there were, there there were 30. There were... yeah we're done good Jeremy um, you want to sing Rocky Top I don't know the lyrics to that <laughs> Jeremy just sit tight Bob's going to read the lyrics to call personality and he's going to take us home okay Okay. Yes. Uh, look in my eyes. What do you see? The cult of personality. I know your anger. I know your dreams. I've been everything you want to be. I'm the cult of personality. Like Mussolini and Kennedy, 
I'm the cult of personality. The cult of personality. The cult of personality. Do you want me to do the next one too? <laughs> uh, do you want to do it? Not really, but I mean, you know, I don't want to bully you. It's fine. Um, that was bobbering time. It's bobbering time. That's a real thing he said before, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, take us home, buddy. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us on the uh, special edition of the Late Night Grin. Uh, Grand, Slam, back- Grand Slam Grin. Grand Slam, Slam Grin. We'll be back Friday night. Remember, one hour later than usual because Rampage is two hours. Do not show up here at the normal time. We will not be here. Like it's an actual party. Let me find Fine. Robert O'Neill, Joe Hobart, confirmed shoot Oracle Wrestling, Jeremy Lambert. We will see you uh, Friday. <laughs>